you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Watch it. Oh, no, wait, wait. We have to introduce it. <laughs> Look at you. I, 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 I wanted to get the sound. I wanted to get the sound. I wanted to get the sound. Well, I'll do it simultaneously. We'll do it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Perfect. What's good, y'all? This is C, certified brewhead. I am Scott Beer, cold beer enthusiast. And welcome to episode 45 of Beer Now This Shit the Podcast. And today we are joined by Matt Cohen here at Fiddlehead Brewery. Matt, thank yes. you for. Uh, uh, Hanging pleasure. Out, man. Having us. My really pleasure. Yes, it. welcome. So we are here at the uh, brand new production brewery. Brand new production brewery. Yes. Right behind the, here in Shelburne. In Shelburne, Shelburne, Vermont. Ber- Shelburne, Vermont. Vermont. Yep. This is a ten thousand square foot brewery. Nice. And uh, we're going to keep our original space. We're going to in- increase the size of our tasting room down there. Okay. All the manufacturing will be up here. We're actually located directly behind the old space. Yes. Um, and we put a 40 barrel brew house in nice. and um, we have the space specced out to do about 50,000 barrels uh, of annual production. Amazing. Last year we did out of that little tiny uh, 2,000 square feet, we did uh, 10,000 barrels. Wow. So, um, pumping so all stuff. your production was out of there before yes. and now, wow. Yeah, okay. so it's a, we're, all mo- we're moving up here and uh, we're really excited. We're going to be able to um, uh, continue our focus on Vermont make draft beer and canned beer offerings uh, for the state of Vermont. And uh, in addition to that, we're going to open up some markets in Boston nice. and uh, potentially uh, New York City if we have any beer left after <laughs> that. But I can imagine it'd be tough to keep up. It's, uh, it's become really hard. We're, we, we are struggling to keep up in Vermont. So I can imagine, uh, yeah. until we take care and satisfy uh, our hometown, we're, we're not going to look. Further. So how long ago did you open the doors to this new production brewery? Um, we've been, so it's right now it's, uh, 17th, it's right? what is it, February 17th, 17th yes. today. And um, we've been brewing here since uh, January 4th. Wow. So oh, wow. Brand, pretty fresh. brand spanking new. pretty brand yeah, new. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, this is the second day I've ever ran the keg line. And wow. uh, I used to have a lot more hair this morning. <laughs> it started. I've been pulling it out. It's been... Uh, it's like it's uh, a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, a lot going on. We invested a lot of money in... Uh, in all the right equipment, we're really um, we put a lot of money into our uh, quality control department. Mm-hmm. We really that's one area where we were uh, lacking because of space. We've, I've had so many ideas and so many things that I've wanted to do, but just as uh, a result of lack of uh, capacity and space we, and resources, we haven't been able to tackle those things. But moving into this new uh, location is really going to allow us to um, to work on all those things and really explore and grow this business as, uh, to the best that Will it possibly Will you be brewing can. at the old location as well, or is this just... Well, I'm, I kept my brewer's notice through the, uh, the federal government, the TTB, and uh, that will allow me to, uh, to manufacture down there. We're going to expand the size of the tasting room, so anyone who's ever been there before, you know it's very small. It is, yes. And uh, it's going to be uh, twice to three times the size. And then with the additional space, uh, I'm going to uh, get some barrels. We're going to do some some sours from after oh, down nice. there. Nice, uh, like you know, a, the, like pilot kind of stuff. Like yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, nice. real low key pilot stuff. Weird funky like, stuff. Weird funky yeah. stuff. So we'll do all the funk down there. You know, they keep telling me that's going to catch on. Yeah, yeah. I've been yeah. here for twenty <laughs> years, but uh, I love sours, and oh, yeah. uh, you know, there's definitely a time and a place for for every style of beer, but especially that style. So, so speaking of a time and a place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you like, dude. This second fiddle is uh, probably. Would you say this is your? Um, what's the word? Like the flagship. Uh, well, our, our flagship beer is a is a well balanced IPA. That's what we hit market with. So when we came to market uh, now five years ago, uh, we opened up New Year's Eve. Uh, 2011. That's cool. You uh, never so forget that. You never forget that. Yeah. So when we opened up, uh, the our driver was to. Um, 
really focus on on draft beer. I, I came, to, I went to my distributor and I said I want to become the number one selling draft beer in Vermont. That's cool. And uh, at the time, uh, Switchback was the number one selling draft beer. Okay. And mm-hmm. they had a very well balanced, accessible uh, beer. It was it kind of defied style, and it, it really had quite a following. And uh, I could see that you know flavors. I knew that my palate was was changing, and that hoppier beers were becoming more and more sought after, and that the, the public could. Uh, tolerate much higher hop levels. You sure can. Uh, so I said, hey, I, we need to have a, Vermont's lacking a well-balanced uh, IPA that's available everywhere on draft. So right. that was really my driver. So for the first year, I focused just on making draft IPA one style. Yep. That's it. What was that called? Yeah. Uh, IPA. Just IPA. Just IPA. IPA. Yeah. yeah. And uh, right now, today, uh, fast forward five years, we're on uh, over 400 accounts throughout Vermont. Amazing. Uh, at, uh, right now, it's a, it's the ski season's in full swing, and uh, at some mountains like Killington Resort, they'll sell 80 kegs a week there of oh, an IPA. Yeah. So uh, we are um, we needed to expand. Yeah, we needed, to, we needed to to make the large capital investment. Right, but uh, we we know we have a uh, a really strong following, and um, we're really excited to be part of this whole. Vermont craft mm-hmm. beer scene and especially this whole you know international or national if not international craft beer movement definitely um, and the second fiddle then now this is extra special because if you look at the can it's the 17th of February and this is literally picked this, off the line this line. was minutes the minute off let's open her up oh yeah oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. boom oh yeah yes cheers guys yeah so this is our double IPA yeah. this is uh, to your point I, I didn't even answer your original okay. question but uh this beer is uh, probably our most popular. Oh this God. is what people really, oh, really man. seek out. Yeah. Uh, it's a really big hop bomb. That's and, disgusting. Uh, <laughs> we try to, with all of our beers, you know, we try to maintain a nice balance. So it does have a little bit of malt presence. It's not, it's not one-dimensional by mm. any means. You know, it's definitely hoppy. Yeah. Uh, but it's not oh, super wow. bitter. You know, it's really, it's, it's within keeping of that. Uh, that New England style, if you will, that I yes. keep hearing people throwing around that term. Uh, to me, what that means is like, actually, IBUs on the lower end mm-hmm. and really more just hop flavor and hop aroma. Right. And that's really what people, in my mind, are, are seeking. This is super yeah. refreshing is, for yeah. like a double IPA. Yeah. Like yeah. I just want, 8.2, right. like, 8.2. I don't want a little snifter. I want a big pint yeah. of it. And yeah. mm-hmm. no, I've done that. I've been yeah. there. I've been there. <laughs> oh, that's phenomenal. Now, a quick note. We uh, had a really good conversation earlier, so we have a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, we got a lot to want to cover today. Um, while we're talking about the batch numbers, yes. uh, you got the little um, sayings on the bottom? Yes, yeah. We try to do a saying on the bottom of every can. We're, we're limited to... Uh, <sighs> Currently, twelve characters, characters yeah, yeah. <laughs> including spaces. So right. you have to really, uh, it becomes Make challenging. Make in a few words. Yeah. It's it's hard. Uh, so we like to, uh, the majority of the, the the people that work here are really into the band Fish and uh, the Grateful Dead. So we is that by coincidence or is that kind of uh, it's part of the requirements yeah, okay. of hiring? Yeah, we hire you. We're like, hey, you're the Fish, and yeah. like, no, we actually. Um, um, we got plenty of time. I'll go into. I'll, I'll just keep talking, but uh, no, please. We. Um, Every year, I buy all my raw materials on, uh, I know I'm going to get a tremendous amount of resumes after this, but we buy all of our, our raw materials on credit card, primarily, ah. so we end up with uh, millions of points, as right. you can imagine. So every year, uh, we take those points, and I take the entire staff and their significant others on a trip to go, and we usually always go see fish. So uh, cool. we, awesome. the, this year, we went to uh, Las Vegas, and... With the whole crew, we, there was like 17 of us out there in Las Vegas, and the year before that we went to Mexico, cool. and wow. the year before that we went to Miami, 
Always yeah. somewhere hot makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, where, and where fish is playing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. Uh, so best boss was, ever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be getting my resume. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so, um, okay, that's amazing. So. I didn't even know where to start because we there's so much we want to cover. Yes. So I think first and foremost, um, tell us about your beer story. Like, how did you get into beer? And sure. you, you know you've been doing this a while. Yeah, so. I've been doing it for a long time. Uh, I graduated college in 1996, and when I was in college, I was uh, I focused my my I guess I had a major was anthropology, and uh, I minored in drinking. <laughs> and so I, I found myself. Yeah, I found myself at the bar a lot more than the library. Yeah. And uh, but what, the one day I went to the library, I came across a. Uh, there was an ad for make your own. Yeah, you know, it was a brew kit. Right. And I had never seen anything like that. Uh, and I was like, hey, I'll give it a try. So I ordered it up, and in my dorm room, I uh, made my first batch of beer. Amazing. And uh, from there, I, I just fell in love, and I started brewing all the time. And you know, I'm sure the beer was horrible. I'm sure it was bad, <laughs> but I just thought it was the best. Ever. Yeah. And um, from there, when I graduated, I, I moved to to Vermont, and um, I ended up working at a brew pub, uh, the Shed in Stowe. Okay. Uh, right now, it's a brand that's owned yeah. by Otter Creek. We were this. Oh, I thought the Shed um, was Idle Time. Was it that? is. It's the yeah, same yeah, place. Yeah. We were there yesterday. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the Shed actually burned down. Oh, okay. That, yeah, that is the same. Built new yeah. They built a new place. Yeah. So that was where the Shed used to be, and actually a lot of. Uh, a lot of great uh, Vermont brewers have gone have, have worked through there. Right. Uh, so I started there. I was uh, I was like, hey, I'm I'll clean growlers. I was filling kegs. You know, really started from the bottom up. I want to learn every uh, aspect of the business. As with you know most people that get into this business and want to uh, want to be a professional brewery. You know, my dream always was to own a brewery, but I really felt that it was necessary, especially at that time. There wasn't a lot of uh, people, it was really difficult to get shelf space to get the, the distributors interested in your brand. So there right. wasn't a, the growth that there is today. Uh, so I said, I'm going to work for a brewery and I'm going to learn every aspect of this business that I can, and I'm going to get myself involved in every single piece. Um, so I wanted the shed. While the shed was fun and it was great, I wanted to work for a small manufacturing facility, not as so much a brew pub. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I sent uh, Magic Cat my resume. They were a small startup at the time. They nice. were doing about 5,000 barrels. They had just okay. moved to their new location. Yep. And I sent the then brewmaster, Bob Johnson, a letter, and he had me in. And uh, I said, Bob, I want to come work for you. He's like, well, we, we can't pay you. <laughs> I said, or sign me up. <laughs> and uh, I went and I started working for free. And uh, about, I would say about six months went by. Wow. Finally, I'm like, yeah. Uh, Bob is can we do can yeah. we do some kind of pay yeah. and I think he gave me like 750 or something yeah. an hour at the time but uh, it was really exciting it was a, it was uh, we were kind of at the time uh, you know magic hat was really at the forefront of this uh, almost the extreme beer movement I mean we were putting beer into barrels before really a lot of other most other people ever dreamed about doing yeah. something like that uh, we were making we weren't brewing beer to styles we were you know we were adding all types of you know weird ingredients did it always work no yeah. uh, but uh, we definitely pushed the envelope and got people uh, accustomed to the idea that that beer is not just limited to uh, malt hops and barley or no the barley and malt those are the same thing yeah. water you know, you know <laughs> what I'm whatever talking about oh, you know whatever, whatever goes in there yes one day I'll figure it out but uh, so yeah that was really exciting times and uh, what was really cool was that we were growing 
really, really rapidly. We're growing uh, 20, 30 percent clips every single year. So the, the, the brewery was always in turmoil. There was always things happening, always things were, we were always building out. We were always adding capacity. Um, and I learned a lot. And uh, I learned a lot of what to do. But at the same time, and this is the most important thing that I tell people, why you need experience is you learn what not to do. Right. And that is, that's the key. Uh, and, and therefore, you know, people call me now all the time, hey, how do I get into this business? You gotta get your feet wet. You can't, you just cannot, in my opinion, be successful by just jumping in because you, ha- you made a couple of good batches of homebrew at home yeah. and then your friends told you it was the best. <laughs> now I'm gonna just jump in and open a brewery. I'm gonna be the brewmaster. Yeah. There is a lot to learn. I've been doing this now since, um, professionally since 1996 and damn it, I learned something new every single day. Uh, so that's always my message. Stay focused, learn get your feet wet, learn how to do it. If yeah. you want to open, don't lose your dream. Don't, you can dream big, but you gotta get the, the fundamentals under you. So I worked at Magic Cat uh, for 13 years. I, be, I worked my way up to the uh, head brewer. Amazing. And uh, I was responsible for uh, most of the research and development and developed a lot of the brands that are still around today. Did you have any particular ones that uh, you started? Like, did you create the recipe? Yeah, yeah, like uh, Roxy, well, Roxy Rolls isn't around anymore, but I, I was a big part of the circuit, the team that developed Circus Boy, uh, which is their Hefeweizen, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, their American style. And uh, you know, I, I really had my hand in, in, in redeveloping uh, most of the recipes and just really, you know, making the beer, uh, awesome. you know, as, as best we could. Mm-hmm. Uh, businesses, you know, it's a business and it's always changing. Uh, in 2000, I think it was seven or eight, they got bought out and yes. uh, by North American breweries. Did that change the like the environment? Or? Yeah, well, the environment was changing. We we actually purchased we Magic Cat purchased. Uh, pyramid a few years I think it was around 07 okay. and that's really was when it changed over, almost overnight the culture changed and became right. very um, bottom line driven and right. again I understand it's all a business but it, it it seemed in my opinion that it was uh, quality became second and it was more so like just getting product and, out yeah. of units uh, so the soul was almost stripped away from the place uh, and then uh, and then it just got it got bigger and bought by North American breweries. And at that, at that time, I just saw a good opportunity for, for, for my next chapter. Right. Uh, I'd always dreamed about opening a place and this was just, but I was really happy with what I was doing. But, you know, as I became uh, less um, behind the, the, the direction that the company was headed, uh, I, I had thought more and more about, about doing this. So. Uh, honestly, it was the best decision I ever made in my life. I can uh, imagine. It, it was, uh, it's been hard. It's been a lot of hard work, a, a long road, but I've stayed true to my original vision of making uh, that, that draft beer that still continues to this day to be our driver, even though we get a lot of, uh, a lot of people interested in, the, in our canned products. Uh, the bulk of our business is draft beer right. for, for, a local, for a local market because... Um, that's really where I want to put my energy and focus is really growing it for my local market and then kind of growing it out. Um, and I tell people too, they're like, well, you know, how do you, uh, how do you control that? And it's, it, the temptation is, it's real. It's there. You know, I get calls every single day from a distributor in Texas. I heard about your second fiddle. I'll get me a truckload. You know, I yeah. could easily make a call, get another fermenter in here tomorrow, fill up a truck, send it to Texas. But, yeah. 
in my opinion, that's not real growth. You know, you'll sell, you'll sell in once, uh, but if you're not there to support it, it's it, it becomes very challenging to sell beer outside your home market. When you mean you're not there, what what do you mean, like physically? You're not. Yeah. You, how do you tell your story? You know that because to me, that's what beer is. It's a story. You know, yeah. and, and 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 you know, especially this this generation. You know, we call them millennials, right? They they're really interested in uh, the story, and they're interested in supporting companies that are in line with with their beliefs. Right. So that's true. You know, how do you how do you get the how do you get the, the point of what Fiddlehead is? How does that translate to people in Texas? Right. Um, it, it might be challenging. You could, it can be done, and people have been very successful at doing it. But um, it, when you get as your footprint increases, it becomes harder and harder. Because I assume then that maybe when you had the uh, the original brew house, are you saying that you were the one like stomping the grounds, going to the to getting the accounts personally? Uh, I've done a lot of that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, the best way to sell beer is one pint at a time. You know, so, you're, right? you're yeah. hand selling it. You're yeah. out there hand selling it. You're selling your story. They, exactly, they can buy it directly from you. Like, oh, yeah. so you you the guy you created this stuff. Yes, like, exactly. I think that's that's powerful. It's very powerful. Yeah. And then for me, where do I want to get people? I want people to come to to our brewery. I want people to come to you know where we make the beer because uh, that's where we can really explain to them and tell them who we are. Right. And they can get they can catch a vibe of, of what we're all about. Right. Do you, how do you feel then um, about this like this sort of double IPA thing that like, Vermont is very much being known for these uh, Vermont IPAs or Northeast IPAs and stuff? Their scarcity. Um, I sort of, I don't know what you, you felt, but I always thought it was kind of like forced scarcity because there's like, you know, you know beers like Haiti and stuff like that have sure. this like myth around them. Yeah. However, those things get created, which actually might be a good question for right. you. Um, so is it the fact that this is like hard to get? Yeah. Like you, it's hard to get, cause one, because it's popular, but like, can you just break that down? Like why, like if, if there's a demand for the beer, maybe not in Texas, but sure. say here, because a lot of people come, like people like us, beer right. tourists, come from out of town and we're gonna buy up all your, your good yes. shit <laughs> and then take it back. Um, why would you not want to increase production to potentially meet that demand locally sure. as opposed to make it like, oh, there's, I don't know if you guys are the, are the type that have the line out the door. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Every, yeah whenever, whenever, whenever we do a release, we have uh, 300 people line up. Right, wow. so can you <laughs> break that down, the reasons behind that, whether yeah. it's monetary or, or like, or maybe there's a... There's no, I, I, I think you're, 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 there's, there's, it, there's a lot going on there. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're 100% correct. Um, is a little bit of scarcity a bad thing? I don't no. think it is. No, <laughs> absolutely not. I think it's a great. Maybe I mean, it's not a great thing. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you ever like? I can't get something. I don't want it anymore. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're like, yeah. no. Yeah. I want it more. Yeah. more. yeah. Um, so, well, for for one, uh, you know, things are starting to loosen up now. But you you look back to when I, we first opened up five years ago, um, the varieties of hops that are used in these beers are not. You can't just pick up the phone and right. order more. I can't just say. Uh, okay, I want to make more second fiddle. Give me more blah blah blah, you know, and and say and ask for the varieties of hops that we use. They're just not available. Right. So you have to, uh, as a owner, you have to sit down and enter into long-term hop contracts. And hop contracts are they're real legal binding contracts. So if you do not consume that hop come August 31st, you got to pay for it right um so you have to call it in and write a huge check for all the hops that you use so you it i mean it's it's great in the sense uh, from a business perspective because it forces you as a owner well to make a five-year plan you have to sit down and say okay i need to 
like I need this much hop, like this vault much. Yeah, volume. this is how much volume I. Different hops. Yep, this is the hops I want to contract. Right. This is what the styles I'm gonna brew. Yeah, I want it, and now I got it, and now I have to, I have to now potentially think about, well, shit, these are the hops that are popular now, but in five years, five years from now, what's gonna yeah. be popular? So you're always. Okay, you, you know, every time they come up with something new, you're like, Can you contract me some of those, because and you get some, you get some winners, you get some, and you get some so losers. Good, yeah. I'm sitting on uh, like two thousand pounds of sriracha ace. If anyone out there wants to buy some, <laughs> no, uh, not into them, eh? Yeah. I love no. sriracha ace. I've had a few like uh, uh, Brooklyn came out with the sriracha yeah, beer, which yeah, is yeah, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Oh my god, and that's what that's what that's everyone, what you, eh? everyone yeah, got. Yeah, oh yeah, man, yeah. there's a lot of people. A lot of people got so Brooklyn, really if you're excited. listening, if you need some extra, yeah, uh, yeah no. medical. But uh, but then it. Uh, what I found is that it's very, the hop is very, uh, Sriracha Ace is it's a variety that's very dependent on exactly when it's picked and you get very different flavor uh, characteristics. Okay. Right. So like a week can mean to- two total, you can go from that lemon that we loved in that, in that Sriracha yes. Ace to dill. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Or like wood. Or I get yeah, wood. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. dill. People get dill pick and pickle. Uh, and yeah. it's like, you know, pickle. No. That's not a good beer. Are you getting American hops or are you getting them from Germany? We, uh, we, we primarily from America. Okay. Uh, we do have, for the mastermind that we, we talked about briefly yes. before, not on. Great, great uh, beer. That's a, uh, a galaxy driven beer. Okay. So that that's from Australia. Yeah, yeah. Represent. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Aussies make great, great hops. But, well, that's what, that was interesting. When I first started, they, uh, there was, it was in 2010. I was trying to secure up my contracts, and there was they had nothing. Right. So uh, Australia was all of a sudden started shipping uh, all of the Galaxy to the United States. Right. So Hop Union had it. They're like, there's this hop called Galaxy, and no one had heard about it. Yeah. And we were trying to do research, and like, just you'll love it. And uh, they got us hooked. And, and then, then all of a sudden, they cut us off yeah. because I, and my understanding is that in, in your country, the same thing is happening, right? The craft, craft, the craft picking beer up, right? is picking up. So keeping it for themselves. all the galaxy yeah. staying in, is staying in your country. As it's opposed to, it's not a lot newer. That's, that makes a lot of sense, though, because yeah. I went back last year, and uh, the scene was really cool. Yeah. I, but I left six years ago and hadn't been back since, didn't really know what craft beer was. Um, and now it's it's popping. It's just not. Uh, it's behind the palate is younger, right? So yeah. they're really into the golden ales, summer ales, maybe uh-huh. pales. Whereas Canada is kind of like on the IPAs, and then now yeah. here it's double IPAs and sours yeah. and stuff right, like that. Right. So it's just the the progression. America's always like ten yeah. years ahead. Of yeah. The game, you know, well, well sometimes. <laughs> when we talk about America, we got to talk about it. there's you know, two, there's two places, different Americas. Right. So okay, interesting. So the scarcity thing. Is not necessarily a function of uh, of of you doing it on purpose. It's literally like production. It's production. It's raw materials. It's um, but and then, then there but there is that you in the back of your mind you want to maintain that you want to maintain a little bit of scale. I mean you don't want to make I you know it's all of a sudden it loses something in my mind if it's available everywhere. If you just I walk agree, into the gas yeah. station and you there's yeah. your beer now it something changes. Mm-hmm. You know uh, back in. My father always talks about this. He's obviously quite old, but uh, <laughs> he cores. It was the cores thing. Okay, right. you couldn't get cores uh, uh, east of the of the Mississippi for a long really? time. Okay. So there was there was an old movie you should watch it, Smokey and the Bandit, mm-hmm. uh, where they go and they drive a truck to to get cores yeah. and bring it across. Sounds like uh, us doing beer runs over the state. <laughs> yeah, so you know, so, and back then he's like, I mean, my father would be like, oh, the beer tastes so amazing, you know. It's like hey, it's cores, you know. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know the beer I make? Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's it's that it's that type of thing. It's yeah. Right. And so there is so much going into it. Okay. Um, and uh, so scarcity does help 
drive up at least interest. But at the end of the day, it's what's in the can, right? If the right. if the beer is shit, it doesn't matter how scarce it is, it's not you're not going to sell. No. So uh, you have to. It's you have to have everything in place, to, and that's why when you get a home run, it's like everything is like perfectly aligned. You know, yeah. the the marketing work, the 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 imagery, the can, the, the the obviously the beer inside, the amount that you make, it it all comes it's in. Like the whole experience, perfect, uh, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know. You consume the beer in many different ways. You look at it, you smell it, you taste it. Yeah. I, I feel like these myths, like being that we're in Canada, okay. and for us, I'm every single day, I'm right. looking, like we're obsessed with the Northeast IPA yeah. because of lack of availability for right. us. So I'm seeing people on Instagram post every day about like Treehouse and Trillium and stuff. Sure. And we tried Trillium last night finally, yeah. but it was like, it drives me nuts. I think I dream about it sometimes because I can't get this can't stuff. Get it exactly. And the scarcity helps add. Yeah, yeah. And, and now it's just not, now I've like, it was initially just whatever we saw, mostly heady, I guess, because that was what we were familiar with. Like a newer one, you're sort of newer with the beer thing. I think that's probably one of the earlier mythic cool beers or whatever. Yeah, now, right. like, there's this guy, there's like Sip of Sunshine, and um, there's a whole bunch of others from this area that are. This, this, it just seems like Vermont has a concentration. I guess yeah. is what I'm saying of these type of beers. Well, we we have a we have a great well, it's it's great it's a great state, it's a great place to live. We we have um, you know very progressive people and they're yes. really into locally made products they yeah. really stand I behind Vermont that. products there's which a is, lot of support it's yes. on the table yeah yeah exactly. so everyone so you make a great product in Vermont the Vermonters will be there to support you right but in addition to that the the, the great thing that we have is uh, we've got tourism every single season yeah if in the winter yeah. time we've they're coming to our ski mountains in the summer they're coming to enjoy time at the lake and in the fall they're coming to see our foliage yep so we have this influx of millions of people are within you know a few hours drive here. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you go to point. three hours, you go to you, you're in you're in Boston. Uh, you go five hours, you're in New York City. So we get all these people up here. They go to Killington, as I mentioned before. Yeah, yeah. They've never heard of Fiddlehead before. They're like, give me a local IPA. Yeah. Boom. They have one They're of it. Like, they oh love it. Oh my god, this is yeah, this is great. Like, nothing this like I can get. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So they they get really excited. So that that is really what part of uh, why a lot of Vermont breweries have been successful and then we're you know we can only make so much they're willing to come here yeah why do we got to ship it yeah. down to them you know let them come get it right uh, so that makes a lot of sense for, yeah. for like the neighborhood like it's not a neighborhood brewery but I like that point and like as beer tourists and I guess you are like us as mm -hmm. well like you will travel for beer and it's fun as hell yeah like, this is awesome <laughs> yeah. we're here for like four days and yeah. all we're doing is going to breweries and right it's sick. Like having a bowl, like we can drinking this stuff like eleven in the morning. The greatest so. part is yeah. drinking it fresh off the line. Right, right. Doesn't get much better. Feel than like that, I've right? made it. You know? Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, no, it was fantastic. So we were having a really interesting conversation before, and I think uh, as, I'm very happy you brought it up because it's some stuff that we talk about often uh, on the podcast because it's a big deal in Canada, and it didn't really realize it was a larger issue of uh, one thing for contract brewing we're talking right. about. Right, contract brewing, yes. Yeah, so ugly word. Yeah. No one, no one <laughs> yes. wants to talk about it. Ah! We get like mixed opinions of yes. it. So we're just trying very, to like... It's very divided, let's it absolutely, say. Yeah. I mean, it, yes, it is. Um, well, let's, let's, let's break it down. Break it down, please. What are, it, what are we selling, you know, ultimately? Well, we're selling beer. We're selling great beer. Mm -hmm. um, but we are selling the art and the craft. Yes. This is all... Matty O speaking, this is my opinion, yep. but we are selling the art and the craft. And uh, that means creating a process, implementing that process, and having the ability to 
repeat that process every single time. Mm-hmm. We are asking a p- absolute premium for our product. Yes. You know, our like cases financial. of beers, financial, they yep. go $78 for a case of beer, which is a lot of money. We get that. We obviously, our cost of goods are very high and our labor mm-hmm. and, and our overhead is very high. So we have to, uh, we have to charge a lot, but I understand. I've been on the other side. I, like you guys, I'm a beer drinker. I'm right. a beer lover and I know what it means to, to buy a pint of beer. So when I buy a beer, I'm supporting that brewery and I'm, and I'm uh, getting behind their craftsmanship and their art. And when you have someone else make it, uh, in my opinion, that's lost. Right. Uh, it's very easy. I mean, you, you know, you look at, uh, you look at Anheuser-Busch, right? They are, they have the most amazing facilities you've ever seen. They have, they invest a tremendous amount of money in, in research development and the craft and believe they could make great beer but there's if they wanted to if they wanted to right <laughs> there's something there's well that they, they've tried they've tried to make some some craft that you know products crafty, crafty products crafty, yeah. but yeah. but people you know the, the consumers uh, for, for more or less <clears throat> for the most part catches on to it or those that care yes uh so yeah this this craft brewery uh, there's this contract brewery is starting to to grow a lot more uh, because there are a lot of breweries that have started out and they start out in really small places they have very limited budgets and they need to grow so the easiest way they see is to just pick up the phone and call a craft house and have their beer made right which in my mind is uh, I just think it's a little disingenuous to to the consumer how do you feel about gypsy brewing versus contract brewing yeah, people, that's always thing. a damn question that people <laughs> say, and I don't know. I, I you know what? I, ha- I definitely have a strong opinion about contract brewing. I don't, I don't really, I haven't given Gypsy Brewing enough thought. Right. To because uh, I guess it's I, I see what you're saying about the disingenuous. I guess it just means that they don't own the facility. But it's like if you didn't have this and you're just like, okay, I'm gonna pop and make it there and we'll go make it. Right. There is it still the same yeah. beer? Yeah. If it's, it's made thing. in yeah. a different right. facility that's not yours. Probably not. Yeah. Probably yeah. not. Uh, yeah, I mean, but it's some. It, you can see some cool things. Uh, I don't know. I don't. That's just, Gypsy Brewing. I haven't really given it enough thought to have an opinion. That's yeah. fair. A question we often have too is like, if you're starting up, you don't have the capital to open up your own bricks and mortar brewery. Okay. How does one test the market and see if their beer will even sell? I know. Well, I think it's time then to. I think it's time to uh, find a new business. Yeah. Like, you know. I mean, you can't. Sorry, we can't all just uh, jump into this thing and start up. You know. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you, you look at other businesses. Um, for instance, I, I like you know, there's some breweries in the state that are selling you know Vermont beer, mm-hmm. but it's being made in other states. Yes. Um, okay, so let's look at another huge Vermont product that uh, has uh, a huge following: maple syrup. Yep. Can I go buy sap from New Hampshire mm-hmm. and boil it down and make and make syrup and then sell it in Vermont and call it Vermont syrup? No know. way. <laughs> no, no way. The Vermont Maple Council would be all up and over me. Right. Uh, so why is it all right with beer? So is, is it is it is the issue? And I'm, look, I'm not. We we just sort of like yeah, uh, let's try to get let's, the information. Yeah, let's try to get let's try to figure yeah, this yeah, out because yeah, yeah. it's it's fascinating from someone yeah. who has as much experience as yourself in right. a state like this making stuff like this. Uh, to get your opinion so great point about the interstate stuff totally get that um, does that what if then the I, like you know say a brewery that's claiming to make Vermont beer that brews interstate um, what if that their contract facility remained in the state does that change your opinion at all same no thing. I think it's the same thing, same thing. I, I, yeah, people have asked me that question I mean there's always an exception 
right. you know there's there's always exceptions but uh, I'm gonna go on record to say I think it's the same thing. same thing now what if the brewery or brewer or person who owns the company to make the call uh, has the intention of opening a facility right like this right. and they're the like Look, to do so at I the don't time. have a million yeah. two three four million or whatever it costs um, depending on how big their aspirations are right. of course uh, and they're like, you know what? But I do have a couple hundred thousand or access sure. to. I've got this brand that's really brewing at home. I, yeah, I, yeah, I everyone loves this. it. I just can't afford to be like right. on this scale like at that. this time. Now, yeah, well, you got it. I mean, I, hey, I yeah. I started this brewery with. Uh, I saved up for many many years. Uh, I started it. My wife and I started it with the money in our pockets. We took on no investors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I had a a a budget. And I had to stick to that budget. This is what I could afford. Did I get the best equipment? No. Did I get enough equipment to get the doors open? Yes. Could I have sold a lot more beer in the five years that I was open if I was, if, if, if money wasn't an issue? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But instead I waited and I grew my business. Every, everything you see here Mm -hmm. uh, is all paid for from the, the revenue of the business. Right. So I, I have no debt. I amazing. just, I, I, and uh, uh, what I did is when I could afford to, I bought my next tag. So yeah, Congrats, it's man. perfect. Great, yeah. Per- oh, it'd be great if we could all just grow like that, but yeah. it, it, that's not the reality. Um, if you want to make the product yourself, and to me, that's the important, that's the important thing. So do you think, uh, we talk a lot about the story behind the beer or the brewer or the brand. Uh, do you feel like a lot of craft drinkers feel that's important when they're drinking a beer like when i drink a fiddlehead i don't, knowing I don't that know I, I wish i wish i, I knew i, I wish i knew I'm not saying it kinda, i don't know if this is a rhetorical yeah. question but i mean people seem to want a story behind a beer they do does that make the beer any better some people do worse? some people don't you know right. I mean, the majority probably the majority of the people don't really care all they care is that it's a good is beer it good? Right, yeah. is it good you know and that's and i get that okay i mean yeah. but that's more of a you know that's kind of the way that our whole culture is headed i don't and i don't like it um, you know, do we all, you know, it's like the, if you look at the, uh, like, uh, the business of restaurants, you know, with this, the chain restaurant, mm-hmm. do you want yeah. does everyone, do you want to go to the same, to, to a new town and eat at the same place? <laughs> some that, people do, I guess. Some people but, do, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, and they yeah. like the consistency, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. they like, they don't have to think about what. Personally, I'm more of a, try something I think beer people would yeah, not be into that. Yeah. Right. So, so then if you, you know, if these contract houses continue to, to grow. Right. It, can you see a day where there's like only five like real brewing facilities that are just making all these different contract beers for everywhere? Right. Does that exist here? Because it exists in uh, Canada. Like uh, it's starting to. Yes, they're, they're that... start, I know there's one down in. Uh, I think there's one down in Florida that does a number of the like popular brands that people are familiar with. Okay. Right. Uh, and then there's one. I mean, the uh, Trap Brewery in Vermont just put a. Uh, they just put about forty million dollars into their facility up there. Four wow. zero. Four zero. It's uh, <laughs> or thirty million. I know thirty to forty. Crazy. Wow. That's a go, lot of money. Big numbers. It's uh, a lot of the money. Come, it's all EB five money. Okay. Uh, that's that, that go off the record, but okay. Uh, <laughs> EB five is uh, it's um, like investors. Yeah. It's investors for green cards. So the, a lot of the money's from China. Oh. It's Chinese money. Okay. And Jay Peak was involved in a. You can look it up. They okay. Something, but yeah. So they got. That's how they got their money to, to build this brewery. But like last year, for instance. They, I think they brewed only like two thousand barrels. And that massive and now facility? They, no, no, no. Then oh, they built the facility. They built, right, right, they built right, forty million. Right. So what do you, what do you think's gonna happen? They, yeah, they're yeah. not. They're setting up for what they know. And, is and, they're, yeah. and they're picking up contracts now. Right, brewing right, a lot right. of contracts. Okay. But is that too much growth even for themselves? Like, like that's well, of course, because it's not natural. It's organic, not natural, sorry. but 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 they really set it up to yeah. to what to become a contract brewery. 
Right, as opposed to growing their own brand, right. sort of making. I mean, I think they're going to try to do both. Right. Okay. You know, I'm not privileged that I don't know, but I'm just I'm speculating they're going to try to do both. Right. But it, it you know it makes me worried because now you can have a Vermont brand. I'll give you their phone number. You call can them up we? and say, yeah. let's have a let's do I mean, it's I my can, dreams. <laughs> you know, the reality is writing a beer recipe is not all that difficult. Right. Yeah. It's the execution. It's the it's the it's it's the process. Right. It's not the physical recipe. I I will give people my recipe. You want the recipe? Yeah. Here it is. Yeah. Uh, when I first started this business, there there was this awesome article that I read. I forget where I read it. I wish I I quote it all the time. But it was this. Uh, they came up with a recipe, okay, and they shipped out the same raw materials to every to like a, a hundred brewers, mm-hmm. let's say. And they gave them the recipe and they gave them the raw materials and they said, make this beer. This yeah. beer. And all were different. They got a hundred different beers back. Wow. You Interesting. Because there it it is so much your process. And that's the art. That's the craft. That's well, actually, what getting back it's to, kind of a know? popular trend. There's a few local uh, Toronto brew pubs that are doing just open source recipes, so all their beers are completely out there in the open. I guess for that reason, just because you can have the exact recipe, right. but if you don't execute exactly how it's done at the brewery, it's not going to taste the same. It's not going right? to taste the same. It's going to taste completely different. Yeah, like I have a book of we homebrew a little bit, and I have uh, it's like a thousand clone brews. Yeah, yeah. And you can yeah. go through and oh, I like this beer. Let's brew it, but it's obviously not going to taste exactly like no, no, the one you get off the shelf. Yeah, like the water, like even like, just the water. Yeah, the water. exactly. Yeah. yeah, there's 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 so much to it. Yeah. So that that's the only thing that that I mean, it doesn't keep me up at night but it does get under my skin a little bit when I see uh, you know my and it, as we keep getting back to it, it is a business so they're they are your competitors when you see your competitors growing very rapidly and the way that they're growing is not by you know re- saving capital and reinvesting it into the business but more so just by picking up the phone and making a call yeah. and ordering more beer um do you, do you think there's a difference because the, the, one of the things that people in Ontario brought up where they feel that they're, they, they're labeling some breweries as lifestyle brands. So they're just these bunch of people who, you know, who, like you said before, the craft beer is like popping right now. Yep. So let's just make our own beer. Like they don't give a shit about the beer. They just want a product to sell. Right. So is that, and I, I think that's a very, like, I think people are accusing other breweries of that and I think it's kind of nonsense, but there are one or two that I'm like, oh, that's totally what they're doing. Yeah. Sure. Does that happen here? Yes, absolutely. So There's, it's like a cool factor. Yeah, from from their perspective. But I would assume that the discerning beer the drinkers of, of yeah. a place like this, which yeah. are one of the most, have to be some of the most educated beer drinkers. Absolutely. But just the in random the Joe with the bar knows everything. Sure. About I'm like, it's wow, insane. You're just yeah. Even just last night. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah the guys were blowing like, my everyone, mind about just yeah. dudes sitting at the bar. And it's nothing. We went to like at two in the morning to get a slice of pizza, and there's like. 19 year old girls just or maybe not 19 just drinking focal banger sure yeah, I'm like, like do you understand nothing. what's in your I'm head like, yeah. I'm like, I mean, glad it's not a PBR right yeah same right? but I just like, well uh, I saw I saw this casual yeah, yeah I saw this crazy statistic it was like about millennials uh, uh, it was like I think it was over 50% of claimed to have never had an uh, Anheuser-Busch product or a Budweiser that's the word which I want to live in I mean in my, in my generation <laughs> Unheard of. Everyone. Impossible. Yeah, exactly. Impossible. Yeah. Even for us. Like, yeah. Like, we're in our 30s. Like, that's... Impossible. No. Uh, but, you know, the, think about it. These, this generation grew up with craft beer in their refrigerator. Their parents were Good drinking craft yeah, beer. Yeah. You know, and, and a lot of drinking is, you know, it's... Uh, 
what were your parents drinking? You know, what yeah, do you, yeah. what were you around? Uh, yeah. That you know, that really becomes uh, your preference when you get later in life. So, uh, that I just thought that was when I saw that I was, I thought that was shocking. that makes a lot of sense. I yeah. guess it makes sense though, particularly after seeing that. So then, those companies that would be like maybe marketing companies or doing lifestyle right. type stuff, yeah. like that, that wouldn't fly here, would it? it, or, it or does it work? You know, I don't not not necessarily. I don't think it's going to work completely here. But there's <clears throat> obviously. You know, when you when you do something like that, you invest a lot in your marketing, and here's you so know you have, you have strategy. Like, yeah. you, you get but you know. Wouldn't the, wouldn't like the beer like publications and stuff? Excuse me, pick up on it. Like I feel like it that used to. I, back was, back in the '90s, it was like it was a death. You you were signing your you, you know you, you you were just like if you said you were a contract brewery, it was over. <laughs> it really was. You know, there was like Pete's was uh, Pete's was everywhere, and they were Pete's. Yeah, you, see, you don't even hear. It was like I the, when I was yeah. when I in the, in the mid '90s, Pete's Wicked Ale. It was the beer. It was yeah. a local, like a Vermont beer? No, oh. no, it was national. It was oh, national wow, and it was okay. a contract house. I can't remember. Right. Yes. Uh, it was a contract beer. And it, Wouldn't that make no sense if it's a national beer that. Uh, I mean, contracts? that's how Sam Adams started, right? Yeah. So. I heard he was. We were talking about this the other day. Someone said that he was contracting for 15 years. Oh, yeah. Correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, just, they just first. They finally got, you know. No, was that. Uh, is there any thoughts on that? <laughs> I can see the smile there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it just more like, dude, what were you doing? You were clearly making money in that 15 well, years. Well, like, it's. You, we have to take a step back. Right. It's and we're just looking at it through the lens of 2017. That's right. Like it right, was right. a much. There was no guarantees. Right. There was no. There was no market. Yeah, there was. He created. So you can't created, build right? a brewery if there's no market. Yeah. Right. Good point. Good point. Uh, so he, yeah, you know, he was one of the forerunners in the craft scene. He right? made so, craft beer. Yeah, he made yeah. and he he worked hard at it. Yeah. And uh, he had a lot so, of rejection. So yeah. he gets the pass. He gets I, the contract. He got the Mario pass. Condition, Check. Conditioning pass. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fascinating to me, man. Um, and the other thing we were talking about earlier, to say not to harp on about contract very too much more, because I feel like we did. Yeah. We could go on. Um, how, how do you feel about the Vermont scene here? Like, uh, uh, you know, from what we were saying before, there's pretty strong opinions you have on this. Yeah. So it's, um, I, if you look at the Vermont brands that are successful. Yes. And there's... There's a there's a handful of them. Yes. Uh, back to my original point about you know how you need to get your feet wet and learn the business. All of the brands that are successful, uh, with the exception of, of one of them, we all have done this for a long time. We've all worked at other breweries. We've all put our time in. Right. Um, and that shows. <laughs> that shows obviously in the in the product that 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 we're putting out. Right. Um, there, it is great. There's so much attention being put on Vermont right now, but there's also a lot of questionable Vermont beer. Okay. At the time. Do you know what? Someone said, I read that or someone said that the other day that Vermont gets a, a really good rap, but there's a lot of average beer. There's a lot of average beer. There's a lot of average beer out there. Okay. The, you know, and you know, you and all your listeners can rattle off, you know, the four or five brands yep. that, are, that are really that are uh, awesome, that are popular, that are great. That are, that are great. You right. know, you've got, you've got, you've got, you've got, you know, Hill Farmstead, you've got Lawson's, The Alchemist, you've got Lawson's. Yeah, yeah. You know, those are, and, and, and us. And those are really the, those are the, you know, the, the brands that are really highly sought after. And yes. there's some, there's some new, there's some other ones there's, uh, that are, that are starting to pop up. But, yep. um, you know, for the, for the, for the last few years, those have been the, the brands. Yeah. And then there's a lot of other breweries and, and the, you know and, but the difference Filler, is, the difference is that because we're really highly sought after we're the ones that aren't shipping our beer out of state right. so you have to come to Vermont to get it you have to go to the brewery to get it because right. we're not putting it into distribution because 
you know, when you put it to distribution, you're, you're going to lose a large piece of that pie. You're not going to, you know, you got to pay the distributor quite yep. a bit of money to distribute the beer. So right. if you, all your fans are willing to come to you, win, win, win. win. Yeah. So, um, so, but then that you, you look at, you know, for me, the, the problem is that a lot of the, those questionable breweries are now starting to distribute out of state. Okay. And so they're, because out of the Vermont name. Right. Right. So they're the going to they're going to New York. Hey, we're you guys heard about from up here? Here it is. Yeah. You know. But well, like, oh, this is, this is, yeah. So yeah. it's kind of a it puts me in a little in a tough situation because right. now I'm like, well, shit, I gotta maybe I gotta get out there too. I didn't want to necessarily right. sell out of state, but maybe I got to because these guys are doing that and writing off the name when you're like, hey, it's like the four or five of us that have kind of created this name. Right. Huh. Never thought of it like that. Yeah. It's interesting, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I still kind of feel though, like the like the beer tourism here. Like I would say, there'd only be like San Diego, maybe Colorado, like uh, Denver yeah. or something, Boulder, yeah. um, Portland, Maine, potentially Portland, Oregon too. Yeah, what like, was the new one that ever keeps talking about coming up? Um, oh, Asheville, North Carolina. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, I've heard. So there's like you know, maybe ten in the states that sure. uh, I would say. I don't know if you would agree with that. Cities that are kind yeah, of like agreed. the beer tourism mecca, and I feel like. There's going to be nerds like us that are going to be like, I'm going to go to all these damn places and yeah. I'm looking forward to those trips sure. to go and chase beer. And I think that like, even if you, I understand the, the need to sort of ship, but I feel like there's going to be, you get enough and that's and yeah. because craft is growing as a whole. And then as the the newbies that are coming in now in like three, four, five years time, they're going to be full fledged beer nerds by then and they'll be traveling around and then there'll be new people getting into it. Right. So I feel like you're going to be, Dealing with this organically growing beer geek market, what's craft beer? Twelve percent of the market now, yeah, from last I heard. So, I think you probably be able to continue this organic growth without forcing yourself to ship out of state. Oh, agreed, agreed, oh, agreed, hundred like, percent. And all yeah. the traders and then the mules and well, stuff. Well, that, like, that, that, well, that's what that's what uh, gets me scratching my head sometimes when I go to the beer store and I see a brewery, you know, I haven't heard of them. So get on my phone, you know, yeah, 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 look yeah. them up. Oh man, like they're making two thousand barrels a year. Right. Okay, so they're like a fraction of the size that I am. Mm -hmm. Yet they're selling beer all over four states yeah. across four yeah, you know, four yeah, states yeah. away. They're right. selling beer. Well, in my opinion, you don't really have a business at right. that. At, if you're if you're that size, tiny, right? if you're that size and you can't sell in two thousand barrels in your own state, in yeah, your yeah, own yeah. state, in your own town, yeah. yeah. You got issues. Right. You got issues, and maybe you shouldn't be in the game. And you certainly don't have the ability to stand behind a product on the shelf for for any prolonged period of time. Hmm. So uh, that scares me. Right. And you go to these stores, and you know these stores that like, and with the whole beer geek movement, you know now there's these <laughs> stores, and they got all these SKUs, you know, and they have they have so many different beers. Yeah. Uh, is it cool as a beer drinker? Yeah, but when you start like, like blowing the yeah, dust off yeah, of them yeah. and they're sitting there warm and they, they don't have any perishable product. Yeah, it's is is it doing more good or more harm mm. to craft beer? It's a good point. I don't know. I, I feel like with beers like this, um, I know that say the beverage warehouse when we that's the main place we always yeah. heard of. Yeah. Like you came down, he had to line up for well, an hour or so to get handy one right. time. Last time I was here, I had to go line up to get uh, sunshine. I came to the brewery to get mastermind, so I got away with that. Nice. But um, I feel like 
correct me if I'm wrong because you would know this better, that these type of milk-ish products that have that type of two week, one month lifespans yeah. generally walk off the shelves. You're not going to find this on the shelf. No. Anyway. This comes have. out, mate, this yes. is gone. Yeah, it's, it's a drop. Thing, yeah. 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 We, we're, I mean, we're so fortunate. I think it's kind of safe. I see exactly where you're saying because I, I know exactly which I go in there and I'm like, why is this dusty? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of weird. But I know that these have a, a specific, I don't know, like travel and, and, and um, storage requirements. Yeah. So I think you're kind of safe with these guys but then all the other styles, maybe your blonde isn't supposed to sit on the shelf for three months and make right. the dust. So I mean, it's, it's, I don't know, it's kind of like, it's tough because it is such a perishable item and isn't seen as that because Coors lasts how long? Like oh. 18 months? Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly the same. Preserve is... older Coors than that. Yeah. Right. And it case pretty much the same and Preserve right. is out the ass. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. It's, it's trash. And, you know, whatever. You get it. But it's just interesting to see uh, what, how, how this kind of plays out. Yeah. Well, you know, I... I'm like you guys. I'm a beer drinker. I love to drink beer. And what do I like, love to drink? I love to drink local beer. So I want to. If I'm going to Ohio, I don't want to. I don't want a fiddlehead. I want to drink something from Ohio. Yeah, right. You know. Totally. So I want to drink the beer that I'm local. So that's why when I kind of set out my business and really tried to to, to uh, think about my long term vision, it's really to just be a, a very strong player in Vermont and uh, have limited spotting throughout uh, like not throughout New England but just like in, in two population is Vermont New England? it is yeah ah that it's explains only, so much it's the only New England state without a coastline huh how so many states are in New England? in New England, England? Yeah, sorry, uh, we've, got, we've, got, we've got Maine yeah. Massachusetts, Massachusetts, yeah. Connecticut, Connecticut, and Vermont, Rhode Vermont. Island. Oh, and Rhode, Rhode Island. Island. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's family guy, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know. I said five. I think it's five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Did we say New Hampshire? Did we say New Hampshire? Oh no, New Hampshire's a state. Yeah, New Hampshire's a state. Another small one. New Hampshire, they want to be Vermonters, but that's, uh, <laughs> okay, whatever. That's okay, so six. Because yeah. we were asking, there's another question I want to ask you today, which yes. now seems redundant as hell, yeah. but um, what's the difference between a Vermont IPA and, and a New England IPA? And essentially nothing. I don't know. Right. That is crazy. I don't well, because I, we, we've had two, and it, there seems to be two similar styles, but there's some no, they are different, cl- cut and clear differences yeah. as well. So the, yeah. the New England style IPA seems to be that really cloudy, hazy, yeah, sweeter, fruity. lower on the IBUs, right. lower on the. Um, I'm gonna step out of the counter yeah. for just. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do it. And so, uh, and the Vermont and then the Vermont IPA is kind of more the. Um, I feel like they did more like not the like double IPAs, but hot momish. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's take a look. See, oh, that's a sexy glass. Too. It's like very that, sexy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh okay. There, oh, there, you, go. Go. there you go. Woo. <laughs> okay, so this. I uh, actually just drank it. Yeah. <laughs> I've been saving it because I have to have some for review it later. So, so that's uh, almost in between, kind of. That's yeah, like yeah. a Vermont and a New England yeah. style IPA. Oh. So that's just sexy. Now, a quick question about this. Um, I wasn't sure when you gave this the can. Is yeah. this a drink from the can situation, or is this a? Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I, consume I, it how you y- may. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you're out on the, you know, if you're out walking around the, on the boat or something, you can yeah. drink it out of a can. But yeah. Yeah, I always enjoy beer out of a glass. Same here. Yeah. It yeah. really opens yeah. it up. It, it, yeah. it, it allows for uh, for. For much more aroma to, to right. come out of the beer. Not, yeah. not to give away any like recipe secrets or anything, yes. but we also um, have asked a few brewers about um, lupulin powder. It's sure. kind of like a new player in the oh, game, yeah, yeah. and like hop oil stuff like this. Yeah. Do you have you tried? Do you mess around? Do you use any of these? Things? Yeah, we've we've experimented with that quite a bit. Yeah, uh, the lupulin powder came out like last year, yeah. and uh, it was funny. The hop 
Hop Union and Hop Broker came in and they said, hey, this is our new product. Yeah. How do you use it? <laughs> they didn't know that. They're like, try it out. So we, we've done a number right. of different trials with it. Cool. Um, uh, you know, back to a couple of other, one of our other points is like, I used to be very, very open uh, about everything I did here, about my process, all my raw materials, everything I used, yep. uh, really trying to help people out. I was really big and uh, instrumental in um, uh, aiding in our local homebrew club. Yep. Uh, but uh, I've been burned too many times. You never know with today, the, with the, the pace that it's growing right now and how anyone with a, a five-gallon pot in a garage is yep. opening up a brewery, yeah. you never know who you're talking to. That's true. And, um, you know, you, and I've, as I said, I've been burned a number of times where people come in here, hey, I just want to hang out and, like, learn just see how you do it on a commercial scale yeah, and yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. oh yeah sure why and they're like oh I just, I just I'm just, i a homebrewer I just love the, yeah. love the process and then like two oh, yeah. weeks later they open a place and, or open yeah. up the paper I, yeah. I read that they're opening up a brewery right, you know that right, that, right, is, right. that gets a little old yeah, so, yeah. Um, Interesting. and that's and that is kind of indicative of the way that the whole industry is headed right. when I first started out it really was a like a, like a brotherhood everyone was yeah. like, really uh, everyone would help each other out to raise, because we had one common enemy. Right. It, when I first started in ninety, you know, in the, in the late nineties, it was AB. Yeah, that's And right. we were we were at when <laughs> I first started. We, yeah, we were at like four percent of the market. Yeah. You know, and we were like, man, imagine we ever got to ten percent. Oh my god, yeah. like impossible. Not in my lifetime. Yeah. You know, but and here we are at twelve. Yeah. Uh, already. So, as that happens, it's becoming more and more cutthroat and competitive. Right. It has to. Because there is only so many draft lines out there. Yeah. There's only so many. Uh, there's only so much shelf space. Hmm. But as you say, the cream rises to the top, right? If you're That's not right. making good beer, it's it's gonna uh, fall. Behind. Yeah. What's yeah. um what's a fair estimate? Like how 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 big can this get? Can this brewery like, well, or craft yourself, beer or craft beer? So I probably yeah. Both, I uh, think craft beer can. I mean, I, I okay. Look at it this way. I think about. Uh, I think that like parallel to coffee. Okay. And when I was a, when I was a child, everyone in America drank shitty yeah. instant Folgers, Folgers coffee. Yeah. That's what that's everyone drank it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, now everyone's spending Same five dollars for a latte. For a latte on it, right? Yeah. Are you going back to Folgers anytime Never. soon? Hell no. Yeah. Then Never. why uh, you don't go? You don't eventually wake up one day like. I don't really like hops yeah. anymore. I'm going back to going terrible back to, macro light Yeah, so it's, 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 real you know, it, it's just not going to happen, yeah, right? Yeah. So the, 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 the perception, the flavors, the, it's changed. It's all changed of what mm. people are looking for. So that's just going to continue to grow. Right. So I don't, I mean, What's I, don't, I, don't think, I don't see why 50% isn't yeah. doable. Yeah. Do you think the macros will fight that to the death? Or will they just start buying up they, all these craft breweries? Yeah, I, know, I mean, they're, they're, trying, they're, they're trying to figure but, out yeah. some way to get in. And yeah. I don't I don't know what's going to happen there because they do have too much money yeah. and uh, yeah. and too money many power. resources uh, yeah. And, yeah, to, yeah. to let this continue yeah. at the at the current rate. Uh, but you know what? It's going to come back. It's going to, again, it's going to fall back to us as craft brewers to continue quality because you, whatever, you can say whatever you want. They make consistent beer mm -hmm. it's consistently bad but it's consistent <laughs> it's consistent it's like uh, McDonald's yeah exactly yeah. so they put the challenge to us as mm. craft brewers uh, we've got to match that come we, at me bro yeah, yeah. We've, <laughs> we've got to really so we, we've got the we've got the story yep. we've got the 
the uh, we've got the following. Yes. We need to now step up and follow suit with the with the quality and consistency. Yeah. And that's what's getting. And that's the next five to ten years. Right. And then there and that's going to cause. There's going to be a little shakeout. Yeah. People don't like to talk about it, but it's going to happen. People will drop off if they can't keep up. And, yeah. Yeah. You hopefully. mean the, the breweries will drop yeah, off? There's, there's yeah. There's breweries. We're going to see. A, there's going to be. You know, the who's who's going to go first? Probably like the small small guys yeah. that have been doing it now. You know that 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 whole what are they? There's a whole term for it. Uh, Nano brewery, right? Nano brewery, yeah. Uh, yeah, that nano brewery. When, yeah, you know yeah. that term came out what like four years yeah, ago, three or four years ago. Uh, no, that maybe was like five years ago, but. All those people who are nano breweries now they've been doing it for five years and haven't grown probably haven't grown yeah, you know, maybe yeah, not yeah, have grown yeah, yeah, yeah. Sustained probably, and they probably look at their you know wow I'm paying myself seven bucks an hour to, to make <laughs> yeah, beer right. I, I'm not, I hate making beer uh, now right, but I tap, used to tapping out yeah, yeah, yeah you know those places are going to start to to go eventually right. um, so it's an economics thing I guess at the end of the day yeah because some I was also reading that there's a lot of people who don't care like their aspirations are that keep manner, it that's it. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. care. Like, are my, are my bills paid? Cool. Yeah. I'm just gonna keep making beer, and I'm good. I think there's gonna be some people yeah. who just don't give a shit about yeah, the Yeah, yeah, but you have to. But yeah, but you have to. It's a. But uh, yeah, it depends on I'm what you're standing up for. It depends, I'm yeah, it depends on, yeah, it depends on what you what your end goal is. Yeah, exactly. Do you want a Do you want a, just a job, or do you want a to build a business and a, and uh, you know something that's gonna last? That's gonna last. Yeah. What are uh, what are your aspirations as far as uh, um, my aspirations um, are to grow this brewery to about fifty thousand barrels. Okay, and that's it. And sorry, what was this again? Ten. We did ten last year. We're going to do twenty this year. Okay. So do you, you have, have the, the room for growth in this building? It's yeah. all everything all is set up, ready it's, to it's go. All set up. Yeah, all okay. of our uh, plumbing is in. Nice. <laughs> Excuse me. We'll just drop down. Just grow progressively. <laughs> keep adding barrels year by yep. year, month by yep. month. Yep. And it's and it's crazy. Like it really between just moving to the new space. It's become just in the short in the short amount of the last few months now, and like producing more beer, it's really become a, a a business. Yeah, a lot more than just like we were like a startup for five right. years. And a business, you have to have you have to project. You got to <coughs> excuse me. Now you're yeah. You got to plan. You've got to you've got to um, continue to grow. You've got to have you know you you have to have the ability to get resources. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's hard. It's hard to do. I, is it just you? Uh, do you have like a management team? Or I, I, I just brought on my uh, a general manager who's been in the business for many many years. So okay. um, he's going to help run the day to day, and uh, and I'm going to get out there and do more sell- selling. We okay. were, for the first cool. time ever, we added the sales rep. Okay. Um, first five years, it was just kind of me going out occasionally. Yeah. But now it's uh, we've added the sales rep, so we can uh, because it always becomes uh, you know it's great that the. the Part, the first step of the process is obtaining the draft line. Yeah. But then it's retaining it, you yeah. know, yeah. and holding on to it, which is the real challenge. Um, but, you know, to your nanos, like, eventually, you know, they can they get on it like a, a, you know, every town, every city has a couple of, you know, craft-focused bars now, right? Yes. Maybe the nanos can get on there occasionally. Yeah. But can you ever – those places tend not to be very loyal. Yeah, because they yeah. want to. They want to rotate. It up. Yeah. So, <coughs> to be successful, you have to occupy. You've got to hold on to draft lines. Mm. Or do you think that there'd be enough traffic? Because, like, I guess they call nano or slash neighborhood breweries. I think uh, I've read it called right. Agreed. So yeah. Kind of what. Before I knew your story, now like I kind of thought Fiddlehead. That's kind of what it was based on the tap room alone. 
yeah. right? In the sense, like you can go in there, right. you can try a couple things, and you can take some cans home, and that's the extent of the business, and that's all it was trying yeah. to be. Without this is before I knew more about it. Right. So now you know. Now I know that people are lining up for this bad boy and, yep. and stuff like that, and you've got draft line, you four hundred accounts, and blah blah blah. So that's a different game. Yeah. But I feel like those ones might be self-sustaining, but like we're saying, barely. Right, and, but like some people just don't have any aspirations, and like, dude, I don't have to work a job. I get up, I get to brew beer every day. Yeah. I can pay for my mortgage. I, I can yeah. eat. I can maybe go to Jamaica once a year, sure. and I'm good. Yeah, that, like, that's that's great. That's you know? great. That 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 is. Uh, but is that sustainable? Are you going to be able to sustain that? Because there's going to be another guy. There's the that's thing. opening next. That's opening next week. You so know? I guess I have to di- differentiate or yeah. How do you? Something. How do you? You got to continue to to evolve. I, I believe in business. You yeah. know, any business, beer or any other business. You so gotta, you you sound like a somewhat of a well not somewhat like actually a business guy, an entrepreneur. I'm I, I, yeah more I, than just a brewer. Yes, I tried. Well, again, this was goes back to my magic hat days and and you know what I tell people is really try to get involved in every aspect. Right. So I while I was a head brewer there, I spent a lot of time on the road. I I visited accounts. I learned the sales part of it. Right. I talked all the time to Alan Newman. He was the the, uh, the founder of Magic Hat, mm-hmm. uh, and um, he's a great resource. I still continue to talk to him to this day. And uh, you know, I just, we just talk business, and I, I tried to learn the, the business because right. it's it's not just about making beer; it's about them running a business and, and being successful. Do you think a lot of people, um, a lot of brewers? Lack in that part because I, I feel like yeah I mean it's hard to find uh, someone who's in who's great at everything you know I mean it's not easy to do it but I feel like there's there's a, 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 an intentional disinterest in business in Agreed. economics yeah. because they're like yeah. I don't care bro I don't want to deal with that I just want to be and I yeah. get it like I don't know, I, I'm like in yeah and, and, and it should I mean I don't think that the the economics should control should ever control. The styles of beers that you make, right, like you should creative. never, you should never be like, yeah, the creative. You should never be like, oh, I'm not going to make that. It's you know, too, the cost of goods are too high. Yeah. Like I'm just like, let's make it, you know. Right. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out yeah, like yeah. that for that. But yeah, I want to, I want to make. I got, I got 20 employees and and they have families and I want to make sure that uh, that, that everyone's taken care of. I've got a lot of, a lot of pressure and uh, responsibility. Right. So it's, it's it's. But you've stepped up, I guess, to the plate, and, and you're able to take care of, and you're able to scale something. So I think scale is the problem. Yeah. Well, we well to your point before, you, we talked about uh, you know being that neighborhood brewery, and then you know versus kind of a, a production facility. Yes. I've successfully, and I I don't know exactly how it happened, but. I've been able to play in both sandboxes, right. which has been great. Uh, you know, we came to market, as I said, with our focus of draft beer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the reality is on a keg of beer that goes out into the market, those 400 accounts, probably making a buck, maybe two bucks per keg. Is that it? That's it. Why? There's, why? Because uh, you have to pay your distributor. The cost of goods are high. I mean, after everything's, high. everything's said and done. With yeah. it all said and yeah. done, we're may, maybe making a couple bucks. People don't realize that. A mo- the majority of our money is generated through our tasting room. Right, people are lining up to buy the cans. And we're selling it at full full, full markup. Right. You know, we're, 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 right. we're getting the draft, margin. You're not getting... We're, yeah. Draft, we have to, you know, at distributors, typical, right. typically your distributors work on like a 30% margin. Okay. So, you know, 30% of that, you got to give, you got to pay that. Right. For, so, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're not charging them a lot of money for that keg. It's barely covering your costs. But... 
what it where you eventually you'll get to prof that you can become profitable mm -hmm. in that by scale scaling up right, yeah, so right. It's, it's an economic of scale hmm. and you need to uh, so what now we built this new facility our losses were really high in our old process because we did a lot of uh, we just let things settle over time with gravity mm -hmm. we've added a centrifuge yeah right. huge yeah, expensive yeah. piece of equipment it's gonna it's gonna we're gonna get 10 to 15 percent more yield right yeah. so it'll pay for itself very yeah. quickly yeah. so you know you have to and then we we added a silo we're, we're putting a silo in next week oh, wow. so for the first five years we were getting our grain pre-crushed and we we're paying an extra five cents per pound uh, so now that goes away we get it by our bulk um, you know every all your costs start to go down mm-hmm Profits go up. Profits go up. So we become more profitable in the draft. But right. it's very. It, it takes a long... My point is it takes a long time to get there. Yes. And the nano guy is never going to... You know, he's the only way he's going to be successful is by selling beer. Like out of his door? Out of his plate. Yeah. Out of, yeah. That's where he's going right. to be making his money. That's what I think. And yeah. is that sustainable? I don't know. We, we it has, been, has it worked for the last five to eight years yeah but yeah what's what's gonna happen next what's gonna happen next mm. and if these places keep opening it's really you know like uh, what differentiates you if you don't have yeah. a spectacular product then uh, exactly you're gonna be in trouble what one thing as you were talking uh there just popped into my head do you think that you're taking the loss on the draft on the kegs but you're getting into beer bars and there's going to be... You're building a brand. You're building a yeah. brand. There's going to be consumers that are popping and they go, oh, what's going on? The bar says, oh, we just got this Fiddlehead IPA. And the Fiddlehead, are you all right? And they'll try that and be like, shit, this is good. Are they, where are they? And then you're going to drive traffic. Exactly. Right, exactly. so it's like playing the long game. Yeah. Gary V, shouts to Gary V. Yeah, so, um, we... Uh, yeah, we, we see it all the time. Uh, as I mentioned, we have the ski mountains. Uh, you know, you got a bad snow day or like a rainy day. All those people... They end up in my tap room. <laughs> you know, they're, they're yeah, it's great. And they're like, we were, we've never heard of you. Yeah, we were at Sugarbush, and uh, we ordered one of your beers. You know, it's great IPA. It, was, it just was really amazing. Uh, and we were talking to the bartender. He said, oh, check out the brewery. It's like you know, ten miles from here. So there seems to be a real uh, après ski uh, movement, beer Out drinking here. movement in, yeah. the, in the area, which is kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, yeah. We were at Idle Time yesterday, and it was like, everyone was in Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really, especially like, Snow, yeah. Like, that's it's, smart, yeah. though, right? It's what great. do you want after a long day of doing physical activity? Yeah. Damn good Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's, that's what's great about Vermont, again. It's yeah. just like we have that, that built-in. Yeah. People are coming here to ski, and uh, it's funny when you have crappy snow, they're drinking. Yeah, we great snow. <laughs> They're drinking. It's a win-win. Yeah, it's a win-win. Do you want to talk about your lineup of beers? I know you have sure. a... Sure. Yeah. Um, is this your current lineup right no, now? No, no. I, the lineup is... I like, I like that word, lineup. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. We, so for, for the first five years, uh, again, our focus was uh, draft beer, and that really consumed a lot of our c capacity. We added, we had the 2,000 square feet, and we could only... Uh, we can only have so many fermenters in there. Yep. Yeah. So we were very limited and the majority of that went to draft beer. Right. And we wanted to, even though we were, even though we were, you know, like potentially losing money or, or just barely getting by on the draft sales, mm -hmm. we wanted to continue to build the brand. We thought right. as a, Which is what that was doing. Exactly. Right. So we then, uh, year two, we started putting beer into cans and our first... That one caught my eye. Yeah, actually, our first product yeah. we did was Hodad. Uh, at the time, uh, this was... This came out of our tasting room. We, we okay. have, in our tasting room, we have three taps, mm -hmm. so we try to always have three different beers on tap. Yeah. We're not quite there right now no, because we're we just been cranking, but mm -hmm. so we just have IPA. But uh, this was one of the beers that came through in our tasting room, and it was a vanilla chocolate coconut porter. 
Damn. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. amazing. So we put this into a can because uh, we were just, it was our first uh, launch into cans and a lot of other people were doing, you know, a lot of the double IPAs. So we yeah, said. Something a little different. We said, let's do something a little different. We'll get to our double IPA, but we'll, yeah. we'll just do something different. So we started off with that. And then we added uh, Second Fiddle and uh, we immediately had big success. We started doing a tasting room only. Mm-hmm. So we we're selling it in growlers. Mm-hmm. And then people, uh, we started putting it in a can and people got really excited about it. So uh, just, a, you know, another, another alternative to the Vermont double IPA. Uh, craft beer is phenomenal. See. I keep like burping and it's just like this hops through <laughs> my yeah, nasal yeah, passages. Yeah, a, a lot of hops in there. A lot yeah. of loss. A lot of loss in that beer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so th- then we just started doing some uh, one-off beers. We do Mastermind, which uh, you guys reviewed. Yeah. And uh, great review. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so Mastermind, the can actually changes every single year. It's a uh, a uh, we do. It's the it's twelve ounce can. It's our only twelve ounce can. Yeah. And uh, we sell it at sixteen ounce prices. Okay. And uh, what we do is, so we get about an extra, almost close to a dollar per can. It's like 80 cents per can. Mm-hmm. That money goes to the Vermont Children's Hospital. Nice. And last year we raised over $140,000. Wow. Uh, that's it's, crazy. It's just sales through For Mastermind. Nice. Yeah, yeah, so that's that's something that's really important to me and uh, my family. So uh, that we use it every year as a, as a way to, to raise uh, charity. This is this uses the Australian hops, uh, yes, the Galaxy. Galaxy. Maybe that's so. Uh, so we we were very limited on the amount of Galaxy we can get. So it's it's really easy. So we know we're like okay, people, there's going to be twenty runs this year. That's yeah, it, yeah, that's yeah. It. You know, so it, it comes and goes. So we uh, in terms of like lineup, we haven't we don't we have some like I would say we if we can identify like four or five core beers that we mm-hmm. do. And then we're just always pushing the boundary different stuff. and doing different stuff through our tasting room. So that that's really kind of our testing ground. It's a, uh, to, to it's a good way to do it. Do, yeah. do the people like it or not, right? Yeah. Exactly. And and what's what's really cool here where we are in Shelburne, uh, we get a we get a lot of different people through mm-hmm. here. Uh, we get a lot of uh, craft beer nerds. We get a lot of people who are new to beer or not really into beer. Yeah. Uh, so we try to make. A variety of styles that so we, there's always something Girls for somebody. Yeah. yeah, I do remember when I went in, then the the girl told uh, we tried two and I wanted something to go. I'm like, do you have anything? And he can. She says, oh, we got the mastermind. And she's like, uh, when you guys we stopped announcing it on social media because it just went. And she yeah, says, we want like random people just to pop in. Yeah, we stopped doing. Yeah, we used to do the can releases and we would get you know 500 people would line up around <laughs> around the block and then I started hearing from my. Uh, my locals. And they're like, like hey. Uh, they're like, Matt, I can't get, like, I, don't, I, can't, I can't line up. And, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I am a beer geek, but I'll tell you, I hate lines. I don't, I'm not yeah, getting yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. A lot of beer people, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. people that do, are doing serious things in beer geeks, I don't know if it's beer. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And, and not because they're, like, doing things, it's just like, it's just no. Because yeah. there's lots of good beers you probably don't have, don't to, have up, to wait right. for. Or you know the right person yeah. or something instead to hook it up rather than. I'd be lying if I said I haven't waited in the beer right. line. Yeah. Times, I so, haven't. So, so we. Haven't. No, oh, I have. So times. we. Uh, so we'll. So we'll do. We'll do a lot of unannounced releases. Right. We just put it out there, and then our locals can come. Well, that's really cool because I appreciated that, yeah. and I yeah. was on a whim. I liked the two beers, and I was like, you know what? I don't know if you realized. Spent a crap ton of money. I was like, let's just try it. The magnitude of the beer you've been getting. I didn't have a clue, and I'm very grateful. I'm glad I did. So it worked out well. If someone wanted to come into like I guess it's kind of random but say today someone walked into the tap room and wanted to purchase some cans what do you have available like what's... well let's let's talk let's talk about the future okay let's yeah, do that absolutely. T- uh, right now today as we, we it's uh, the 17th right we said yeah. yes sir. Uh, today we have second fiddle available right. but the future um, we are gonna start to distrib- so I I pulled back the 
second fiddle from the market through distribution. When we first came out uh, with it in cans, we were I was giving my distributor uh, about half of the run. Right. Okay, and they were selling it out throughout Vermont. And uh, again, I was giving them that huge margin. Uh, so I needed that money to finance the next this phase, bad this yeah. bad boy, the next phase of the business. So we stopped, and we had a line of 300 people. So it's like, why? Why pay someone when they're going to come to me? Yeah, yeah. they're going to come to me. That, that whole thing, right? So we decided to just sell it out of the brewery. Uh, we've been doing that for a number of years. But that's going to change. We're going to make more now with this new facility that we can sell right. in the taste room. So we're going to start to put it back into distribution. And people in Vermont can start finding it in the stores in March. How do you feel about that uh, based on our last like, a few minutes ago saying that uh, the scarcity thing? Well, we, we are... It's still going to be scarce as crap, I assume. It, yeah. We're, well, I want to work with retailers. I demand uh, certain things. I demand the beer is kept cold. I demand that uh, the beer is sold through okay. relatively quickly yeah. before the next drop. So essentially, if, if the account orders and the next time, the, a week later, the drop happens, the next drop happens... And they still have product. Left over, right, yeah. That tells me. Back up. Not gonna, yeah. Back up. I don't want to occupy shelf space. It's just not good for the beer. It's not good for the product. Right. It's not good for the brand if people are drinking. Right. And it's not in its full capacity. Exactly. I want it to be as, every time you crack one of these, I want it to be, I mean, I can't, I can't control what you do with it. Right. After that, yeah. yeah. But what I can control, I'm going to control. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so now second fiddle is going to be more readily available, which is great. There's a lot of there's a lot of people that are really excited about that. Right. So we're gonna get second fiddle out there, but I need to I don't want to kill my business here, right at the tasting Sorry. room. Yeah. Because uh, you need you need that component. You need that ability to make additional. Uh, you know that's a great source of revenue. Your tasting room. So uh, we are gonna do. We have these thirty all these thirty barrel tanks every week, uh, starting in the second quarter of 2017, going through the all the way through the year, every week we're gonna have a new, primarily hop forward, uh, 16 ounce can offering that's only available at the brewery. Nice. nice. Yeah, so all that's, right. so you'll be able to come to the brewery and uh, and pick that up throughout the week. That's amazing. amazing. Yeah, they're not gonna last too long, eh? Not too long, no, no. So we have to send you an email. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll send you some stuff. So yeah, we're gonna, we're really excited about that and that's gonna, uh, uh, from a uh, you know brewing and creativity standpoint, it's really exciting because we'll just be going to put out all these different recipes and trying stuff, trying the Lutheran powder, right. you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Excuse me, trying all these new varieties. We're gonna, a lot of them are going to be, uh, they're going to really going to we're going to try to utilize some of these new new varieties so that we can get ahead of it. If if we find something that's awesome right, that's right, still in right. its developmental stage, we can get in early. That's awesome. Uh, on securing that for uh, for for future years. That's great, man. Yeah, the uh, B and O is gonna lose their minds. Yeah, we're really excited about about that whole the whole prospect of that. So that's cool. So they've got like a smaller pilot. No, pilot's the wrong word. Just a smaller. Thing, yeah, uh, it's just uh, a call it fermenter that I guess. It's you thirty can barrels. Yeah, so it's one. It's a. It's a. Not even a full batch off the brew house. Because <laughs> okay, so it's like a nice quick one. Do yeah. You do it in the other place or here? We're gonna do them all up here. Nice. Yep. And you're going to do the crazy stuff, the salads. Salads down there, yep. That's awesome. And then those will be, you know, who knows? The, the, I mean, there's, that's the beauty of it. There's, we're going we're gonna to put a lot of resources behind it, but it's, we, we've got no expectations, you know, there, and nothing's sold or anything like that. It's just, you know, we don't know if anything will ever see the light of day, but we're just going right. to try to. And if things. something's popular, you might just be like, oh, we'll bring Stick it back. It. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then there's, for the, for the series that we're talking about with the, uh, 
hop forward beers. We're also going to have about, we're going to identify like uh, about 10 accounts that are going to have those beers on draft as well. Nice. So we, we kind of be able to be able to find them get, in places and, uh, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Sounds, yeah, the uh, we have a uh, lightning round. Okay, let's yeah. do it. I love it. I mean, yeah, I remember this. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what the questions were. But, yeah. Guilty pleasure beer. So something you'd be somewhat embarrassed to be like, guys, I really yeah. like cool. So. Uh, you know, no, I do. I I have. I don't know. So I'm not gonna say I like it. I've drinking. I, I will drink like a Budweiser occasionally. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That comes not mad at you. His is. Mine's. I like Corona. 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 You know, um, some people get really mad about yeah, that. Like, yeah. Oh god. It's, it makes me the least mad. No. That's all. That's all I'm yeah, talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah. Every. I. I usually uh, like to take a little vacation and go to Jamaica, like you said, once a year. You yeah. know, and I'd say, okay, I end up going to the Caribbean. I go to like these resorts, like yeah, where yeah, everything's yeah. included. And they got like red yeah. They have like red stripes. Red stripes fine. I like red After a week, dude. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like you you feel so bloated, you can't get drunk. Yeah. You can't even catch a buzz. I literally, I, I will start drinking at like eight in the morning. I'll just be sitting in the pool, crushing red stripes all day long, crushing these like little ten ounce yeah. cups. Like, yeah, like come on. And then one time I saw, I saw him like change. I saw him change the keg out, and it was like I think it was. I think it was a red stripe light. Oh, so it, it's coming been, at like three to three percent, yeah, like yeah, three point yeah. two. Like, I'm just full. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just full. I'm I feel disgusting. And so, I'm and sober. I'm yeah, every fifteen minutes. Yeah. Well, you're in the pool, so you, well, yeah. you got to hold that in. Pool, Is that Tiff? Can you co-sign that? Yeah, that's how it goes. Okay, yeah. I haven't been yet. Um, uh, beer, you decline under any circumstances. So you're at a barbecue. You didn't bring any good beer. And they're like, hey, Matt. Uh, I will decline a beer. Uh, this is going to, I'm going to ruffle a lot of feathers. I will decline a beer if there's not a visible day code. Oh, okay. snap. So you're not even saying a specific type That's a of beer? Of, yeah, 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 yeah. Grouping. When I look for beers, the first thing I do is I turn it over and I look for a code. Yeah. If I don't see you a code, if I don't see a code, because I know beer is perishable. Beer is best when fresh. There is, I mean, there are, there are some exceptions, but there's very, very few. Uh, those types of beers that I tend to drink, hop forward beers. I want to know when that beer was made. Fair call. Is there, I'm not trying to get you to name names, but is there local beers that are sim- hop forward like these type of beers that do not do uh, day Yeah, there's yeah. Quite, a, quite a few. Yeah? Quite a few. And you've had that conversation? Uh, we've, we've, we've had conversations and, you know, some people, people have different different philosophies on it. I, I am, again, it's from a quality control standpoint. If anything was to ever happen and things happen, we can't. Even to the best brewers in the world, yeah. things happen. You can't just say, "Oh, nothing's ever going to happen to my brewery." The only thing I do is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I always, I always say, like, you know, oh, how many beer batches? We never dumped a batch of beer here. Sure. Well, then you're putting out shit products. Yeah, exactly. Okay, because we've dumped plenty of batches here that just did not stand up to what we were looking for. Fickle. So you know, you can say uh, if you if you're going to sit, I've never dumped a batch of beer. I only make great beer. Then. You, you don't know. You're not that in touch with you're the beer. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I want to see a code. I really do. Because, you know, if there's ever ty- any type of issue, you want to be able to, to pull it out of the market. I want um, – I know that when I sell this case of beer for $78 that geeks like you guys are uh, in Canada are going to be talking to people in Vermont. Send me some of that. Yeah. Yep, and yeah. it's going to go potentially in the middle of July. It's going to get shipped in a trunk of a car, whatever, right? Bouncing around, hot. And uh, I just want 
I, that's that's just a good so way. Should to, there be a best before, or is it just just when it's produced, when it's canned, or you can do it either or, way. Yeah. You can do it either way. Um, you know, most people will code their beer out for three months. Okay. Uh, these hop forward beers, in my opinion, three months is way too long. Right. So just say when it's canned. Well, yeah. Let it, leave it up to it leave it up to trained. the leave it up to right. the user, right. the end user, but at least give them something to work with. And especially right, if, yeah. if you're trading it, you want to know it's fresh too, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, yeah. You want to know, like, hey, that's the first question I would have, like, yeah. what, how old when, is this? Yeah. I've seen that on trading uh, stuff when the people are like, nothing more than a week old. Yeah. Like for trades for, right. for this type of beer. But right? if, the, if it has no code, how are you supposed to know? You, know, you, know, right? you never know. What, what's their reasoning for not putting one on? Well, you, you, could, you could take it, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I've thought about this a lot. I've put a lot of thought into it. Um, well, how about this? How about this for an idea? Break it down. What if, what if you're like, if there's no code, mm-hmm. couldn't I always say then, if you had a bad beer, can I always say it's old? It's uh, probably old. Okay. Technically, as the yes. owner, so if, the, if you if you approach for if you yeah. approach me and said, hey man, this, I had to, I had one of these second fiddles and it was nasty, yeah. and I'd be like, you must have got an old one. And that's it. And right. case closed. Case closed, right? Yeah. That must not have been handled right. Right. Whereas if you're like, no, actually, no, Matt, uh, this was made last. This was yeah. just keg. This was just canned uh, two minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Like> actually, <laughs> yeah. You know, then then now you've got something. Now you, we have a real conversation. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's one. That's one approach. Okay. Interesting. Somewhat of a conspiracy theory. What is theory yours? PBR. PBR. Oh, the decline on it. Yeah, PBR. Like you yeah. Know, yeah. Oh, Mine's I, Miller Light. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. A lukewarm Miller Lite. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, are we doing lightning round only, or you want me to talk about something else? Jump in. Oh no, I just um, wanted to. Uh, what you know, one thing people always ask, like, oh, what other beers do you drink? Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Do you know what? That's actually the oh, favorite beer okay. stop. Yeah. Right, no, that's it. You can actually. This is. Yeah. You're going to answer this question. Uh, I'm going to sound a little stuck up and egotistical, but that's do me. It. That's okay. Do it. Yeah. No, I, I really, I tend to 99% of what I drink is my own product. Nice. Man, I am fine. in, I am, I am, I'm an artist. I'm always trying to look to develop and evolve my beers and, and get them. I'm, none of my beers are a hundred percent. They're not, oh my God, this is like, Every and I've never. I mean, except for Rodenbach Grand Cru, uh. every beer can use some type of improvement. I agree. In my opinion, so I'm always trying to evolve, and the only way to really do that is really to, to, uh, to know your beer inside and out, and know it uh, not only at the brewery. I'm not. That, a lot of brewers make that make that mistake. They're only drinking at the brewery. You know, it tasted great at the brewery. Well, that it's that's the easy part. It should taste great at your brewery. That's true. Um, I want to taste it out in the market. I want to taste it at the place that's selling through a keg uh, a day. I want to take it, taste it at the place that's selling a keg a month. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so I <clears throat> really don't, uh, I don't deviate much. Interesting. And I, so I, so I kind of make the beers, the, the styles that I want to drink. So would you say your style, your favorite double style would be IPA. double IPA? Or IPA? No, I mean, well, I, when I say that, no, I don't really have a style per se. I, I like hops. I like I, I, I like malts. I used to be really into English ales, but mm-hmm. that's kind of that kind of went. Yeah, <laughs> had a moment. It had a yeah. moment. Yeah. yeah. No, but I I, appre- I do appreciate like a really like I I, I appreciate a, a lower ABV beer too, which is kind of strange with the, these. But with these like, eight point two bangs. The eight point two. Do you like cask? Do you ever? I used cask? to love yeah. cask, and it was I I mean I, but I've been trying to sell cask for twenty years. Yeah, it's a tough it, sell. It, it is, it's a I tough bet. sell. Yeah. And when it's done right, it's great. Fantastic, when people yeah. know how to handle it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, cask is tough. 
you know, when you order a casket, I remember I ordered a casket one time, and it was... It can turn people off, I think, too. Yeah, we, yeah. You, know, you, you, put, you know, you put typically a casket, you'll find it, you'll add findings, which are like, you know, eyes yeah, yeah, glass, yeah, like yeah, switch, yeah. swim bladder of a sturgeon fish, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> which is gross, but it, you know, settles to the bottom of the cask, so you don't drink it. But then I remember I ordered a cask one time of this beer called Matty O's, which was for Magic Cat. It was an Irish stout that I did. And uh, the, 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 uh, the, bar, the bartender was like, well... I was like, do you have any more of that Matty O's yeah. on cask? like, I think there's one more left. <laughs> like, let me go down and shake the cask. I was like, what? Oh, no, 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 and then no, no. I was, before I could catch him, he went downstairs. He's like, oh yeah, there's one in there. And then he pours it. It's all and it's all like eyes and glass oh, and like, and, like nasty, gross stuff in there. I was like, oh, thanks. I guess I'll drink it and have another one. Give it a good shake up. So yeah, this my favorite style. I don't really I'm I'm really open to all styles. But I really... I'm in this, man. I really want to, I want to not perfect it because perfection is sometimes really unattainable, but I want to, I want to keep evolving my beer and, and I really want to know it inside and out. Right. That's awesome. The best way is to give the people what they want. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What about least favorite beer style? Uh, this is probably ruffles and feathers, but I don't know who who wants salt and beer. What's that? <laughs> so like a gosa? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't, I, if people are really trying to get that going, and I just I just don't get it. I, I like a good gosa. I'll be uh, okay. Yeah, I okay. like German style. You're weird though. You like I, like, I am weird. Yeah. I also <laughs> like you? Do you yeah, I like a, yeah. What's your least favorite style? Probably the Rutch. So smoke yeah, beer. smoke beer. Yeah, it tastes like bong water. Say yeah, they don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's fairly I've accurate. Never heard that before. Bacon or, campfire, yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor Germans. Yeah. Do you have a least favorite? Light lager. Really? Pickle. Yeah, I just doesn't. It's why strip all the flavor from such Light. a delicious yeah, yeah. beverage? Yeah. There's nothing there. It's just like bubbly water. Yeah. Like you know, I love like a really true. I mean, it's really hard to find, but like real, like noble. Noble hop focused like Pilsner, you know, like oh yeah, the, when you, oh, yeah, when you go Pilsner, oh, oh my god, and you know, but it, the the problem is they're so delicate, and like today, like you gotta, you know, the, the consumer just doesn't get it, no. you know, they're just they're, they're lost. You had a great one yesterday, actually. Yes, actually, I don't have anybody. Yeah, oh, nice. oh, great. It was, it was awesome. awesome. They're just so rare. Tasting like, fresh like you said, I don't think I've probably like the second dry hopped pills I've probably ever had. Like right. I just feel they're super rare. Yeah, or people are trying to put like these new American varieties, which don't sometimes it's doesn't work. Yeah, 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 it's too much, you know. Where those noble hops just stick to what works, they're right? So, they're so delicate. Yeah. You just have to the subtlety. Sam Adams put out a really good one a few years back. Noble pills. Noble pills. I remember noble pills. But, yeah. but people didn't get it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But yeah, like yeah. if you really like if you drank it and sat with it for a while, yeah, like it and the beer opened up. It's there was a a lot of beautiful flavor in that. I like Kolsch as well. Kolsch is a good yeah, style. Kolsch, yeah, yeah, another yeah, great yeah. one. Sweet, yeah. little sweetness, yeah. sweetness in there, yeah. fruity. What about a desert island beer? So desert this is, island beer, yeah. It could be a drink yeah, the rest of your that's, I'm gonna drink my IPA, man. That's yeah, what. That's nice. what I. That's what I. Uh, that's what I designed it for. Yeah. And uh, drinkability. Drinkability, yeah. accessibility. It's it, it's uh. What's the ABV? ABV six point two, so let's so call, let's call it a session beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> session enough. A, a real craft beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Craft beer, session yeah. beer. Okay. So yeah, that's I. I think uh, for what we were shooting at, what, we were, what our goal was, we really we nailed it with that one, and uh, it's a great beer for for all variety. It's like for a, it, it's it's accessible enough for someone getting into craft beer, but mm-hmm. for like a hardcore beer geek, still can appreciate it. it, it there's still yeah. there's still part, parts of that that they're really gonna mm-hmm. really get. 
Yeah, totally. Sure. And we want sessionable stuff. We don't always want to be slaughtered off a... Yeah. Like, no, you can't, drink, guy, can't like, drink them all the time. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. No, well, I mean, I'd like to. <laughs> I wish my liver was better. What about your... We were talking about this before. Beer trend predictions. So Beer trend predictions, yeah. I think there's going to be... You know, you're going to start to see... There's going to be a shakeout. I think there's going <clears> to <throat> continue to be consolidation with uh, amongst distributorships. Which is which is going to be which is a whole other tier which eventually is going to come to affect craft beer. Is, so is that a positive or negative thing? It's going to well it's, you you have to it's going to be harder and harder to get your distributors' attention. So you, the only way to really do that is to be a to own a you know a be a major player in your market or mm. in the market you're in. Right. So. Um, you know that's that's one of the dangers. Like a lot of people get into it, like oh, they don't think about the distribution part. Either they're like, I'm going to self-distribute, which is people have been very successful with it, and it's a in, on paper it looks like a really good model. Yeah. But the reality is, it's 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 hard to break through, and it's hard with by do you know starting a distributorship, it's really hard to break through, and it's hard to get uh, really wide. Uh, distribution and representation. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Versus. So. So it's gonna be harder to get in for the newer guys. Yeah, it's there. Yeah, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna develop these brands, and I think distributors are gonna start to be a lot more picky. I think for the last five to seven years, they're they're like just gimme, 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 and uh, what's gonna happen is it's gonna back. That stuff's starting to collect on the shelves, mm. and eventually, you know, distributors are gonna be a little more weary of of uh, Your unproven brands. Unproven brands, and you know, what's interesting. Like, because eventually, because the consumer is becoming more and more educated, right? Really, yeah, yeah. So Definitely. they're gonna if if they have an off, okay, this batch of beer is not good. They're not gonna. It, it's not gonna sell. And what's gonna happen is that's gonna end up getting shipped back, and then eventually the brewery is gonna have to buy that back. Yeah. You know, and then the distributor is gonna lose faith and confidence in yeah. that brewery. So the downward it, slope from you kind of get yeah. one chance almost. Uh, you, yeah, you can't mess up. Yeah, especially like you're breaking into a new market. Like yeah, anytime yeah. you break into a new market, you better make sure you got your everything's all in yeah. line. Particularly in Vermont, eh? Yeah. Like I guess is well, uh, and that's a, well, that's so much good, uh, good stuff. Like why would you go for anything that's half us? Yeah, and and that's great about Vermont. It's like and a lot of other breweries have, they've really out of state breweries have struggled to, to get, crack in here. To crack yeah. in here, yeah, they can't do it. They can't do it. Yeah. Unless it's like to the best, right? Hundred yeah. percent. I feel like there's a bunch of other New England breweries around whenever we're at like a beer like one that we're at last night that had like uh, main beer co and uh, yeah. a few other things like that but mostly local mostly yeah. local yeah well, I can understand why yeah, yeah. like we said we like to drink local right yeah and like who doesn't want to do that um, favorite up and coming brewery so if it's, you don't have to actually shout anybody out but like yeah. some that uh, maybe you're like hey I like what these guys are doing I like their attitude I like their beers is there anyone that uh, comes to mind uh I'm just focused. I'm focused on making beer here yeah. at Fiddlehead. I, yeah, I, uh, that's fair. Yeah, again, fair. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm not. I'm. There's some great beer out there. But this is I more don't, like a lot. Like you're not really digging for stuff right now. You just kind of yeah. like. Yeah, I'm kind of. On your own. I'm kind of looking straight ahead. I'm not looking in the rear view mirror. I'm not even looking at any around me. I'm just kind yeah. of focused doing on thing. doing what I want to do and uh, trying to execute every single day. That's great. Hey, that's a good answer. I like yeah. that. Um, is there a oh actually no favorite be a city destination or country so if they're just like a yeah. place oh yeah for sure uh, probably the one of the best uh, trips of my life was when I went to Belgium nice of course of, of course. course yeah of course right <laughs> uh, I went to um, I went to go to see Rodenbach which was fantastic nice. and I, I rolled in there on like a Thursday and I asked uh, I said hey can you do tours and she didn't speak any English uh. <laughs> I was like 
She's like, no, we don't do tour, no tours. You know, we, I kind of figured that yeah. out. And then, uh, and then I was like, Brewer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh, oh. special tour. Like, tomorrow, come back tomorrow. Uh, and like, and she get like one o'clock. So I, I roll in at one o'clock, and uh, they were giving a tour. Uh, okay. But it was, the funny uh, thing was, they they were giving a tour to like, it was like a hundred, I don't know. 12 year old school kids. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. You, you just can't hopped drink in there. and can't okay. appreciate it. Well, they can't. This drink. is Belgium. Oh, this is Belgium, my friend. Wow. We get to the end of the tour. Well, first of all, we're just like going and we're going through, and I'm like, and I'm like, I peeled off the tour, and I'm like walking through all those, these barrels, nice. these halls and halls of these huge oak barrels, you know, and it, I'm just, it was just, it was such a, an amazing experience. But we get to the end of the uh, tour. And where does any great tour end but in the tasting room? Of course, of and, course. And uh, bunch of twelve-year-old kids. <laughs> they all go up to the bar. They wow. get a beer. They sit down. They're just all like casually drinking, talking, casually talking. Yeah. Like I'm just thinking, like you gave ninety uh, twelve-year-olds in America <laughs> yeah. a beer. Oh my god. That'd be like over. Yeah. Oh my god. It would be. It would imagine. be mayhem. But they, they choppers over there. Yeah, but it's just you know, it's just the whole. It's the culture. It's just, <laughs> yeah. it's just you know. And so they they were all just really respectful and they drank and they they enjoyed themselves. They bought some beer to go. Wow. They got on the bus. God and, damn. Uh, and they took off. And I was just like, wow, this is. Uh, Pretty awesome, but then yeah, I went to Cantillon, I, I, and I went to a bunch of other. Go to West. I didn't have to say West. West, West, West uh, No, I didn't. Lettering. I didn't make it there, but uh, it's. Uh, well, like the Delirium cafes. And yes. Stuff yeah, like that? yeah. 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 I heard, uh, I heard that's pretty sick. Yeah, and just to, you know, just go to the cafes and you know have and they all have all the glassware, you know, and, to, and everyone, everything's so everything's right. the right. Yeah, yeah, you return yeah. it if it's in the wrong glassware. Right temperature, right yeah, glassware. Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, yeah so great. And this was yeah. I, I went in the, I went in the late nineties. Or maybe early two thousand. So it was. It was. Uh, you know, craft beer was just starting. Just starting up. Yeah. You know, I mean, in it's re- real true right, form. Yeah. Right. That sounds so awesome. I haven't always been that interested in Belgium. I think it's cool. I think because I'm just so focused. Like North America is like right here. Like there's so much good stuff going yeah. on. I don't. Well, I don't care. I just like I'm more interested in this. But and then that kind of sold me. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I'd, I'd love to go. I'd love to go to yeah. Australia and New Zealand. I think yeah, that would that's be, the that'd be a lot of fun. Like it's to, on yeah, to see yeah. it. It's to on the see Australian it in some great stuff. Yeah. 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 I, think it, I think they'd appreciate someone like yourself going down there because, yeah. like, my Aussie dudes, like, they see some of the stuff that I've been getting my hands on lately and they're losing their minds. Like, they're just so – they just because it's impossible for them, yeah. for them to get this or a heady or something. It's just, like – Unheard of. Yeah. Like they should never get a fresh there either, right? You never get a fresh. Right, yeah. yeah, they have to yeah. come here. Like, yeah, you know, it's really, really far. Yeah. And you can't ship internationally. You can't right. ship beer like through the mail. So. Or that's what it's going to cost you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's not even about costing. Like, right. you, you can't. Like, they just will stop it. Yeah. You can't even ship from here to Canada. Oh wow. Like, dude, yeah. I've had a friend in Minnesota who tried and he got busted by custom, Canadian oh, customs oh, like three times. He got yeah. a warning letter. So that's why <laughs> yeah. Now doing oh, this. we got a US postal box. So if anyone wants to send right. stuff, yeah, Holly, if you want to send us beer, that's fine. Yeah. So I wish I could send. Like, I'd be like. Look, I'd send some some beers from here or yeah. something to friends back home who would appreciate it. But like, if you went down there, like, you could easily like let me. I can put you. In, I don't know too many people, but I can put you right. in touch with people who know people. Yeah. Um, and like they would hook you up. Nice. Um, yeah, nice. And I think because this to have, you know, we look to America back there. Like it's this like crazy. It's one of the places I always wanted to go growing up, and right. like. You so actually have to Canada. Uh, <laughs> Nothing against immigration yeah, yeah, yeah. was a bit easier. <laughs> immigration, yeah. immigration was a lot easier. Yeah, right. You guys are crazy, you know? <laughs> especially now. Good luck. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, right. Let's, let's not talk about that. Right. Go, Bernie. Um, but yeah, I think that'd be really cool. For I think you'd be fascinating. Yeah. I feel like they could learn a lot from uh, people, someone like yourself, with the experience, sure. with the uh, the knowledge of stuff like this, because they're not here yet. This would blow. 
blow their minds. Yeah. Because um, it's just, they don't, they don't make stuff. Yeah, my, uh, a, f- a good friend of mine that I worked with at Magic Hat, uh, he has become a uh, international kind of brewer. Right. And uh, he's taken assignments. He went to Hawaii, and then he now, right, his latest so one, he's gypsy in... Gypsy brewer? Well, no, he's not a gypsy, because yeah. he's, he's, work, he's just worked for other breweries. Oh, but right. he, um because he, he's in high demand. Okay. You know, he's in super right. high demand. He's He knows how to run a brewery and yeah. uh, and he knows how to make American style of beer. So, but right now he's in Seoul. Oh, wow. And uh, and he, he, he we're going to do a collaboration uh, next year. So I'm going to go out there, which is going to be pretty interesting. That'd be awesome. But he said it's, it's great. You know, they, they all, they're just like, oh, we want to make American beer. You know, yeah, yeah, they're like yeah, really yeah. excited. Yeah. About it. Yeah, yeah. 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 That'd be fun as well. You definitely, I heard uh, like Asia's getting starting to pick up on it slowly. Yeah, yeah. I saw a, uh, a video the other day. A dude went to China, went to a beer festival in China. They just had fake versions. Right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, that's insane. Like, I've heard about that. Yeah. The, the fake stuff. But right, I didn't they, yeah. Know, um, What's that one? Brew Dog? They have like a. Oh, Brew Dog. Yeah, yeah I think they have, have a. If, fake if, Brew Dog? They have a fake Brew Dog store or something in the Chinese really? airport or something like that. Yeah. I didn't know how they get away with that. And they had yeah. a fake Apple store a while ago. Right, yeah. Man, yeah. those guys are uh, well, the, well, uh, genius. My, uh, another friend of mine, his sister went to China and she he brought back this doll and it's just like this American doll and they must have just like grabbed the word off like and it <laughs> says she's wearing a shirt and it says beer. No. <laughs> yeah. And it's like a toy, like a you know? It's like a little awesome. <laughs> Ah, the world is nuts. Um, Do you have an underrated style or brewery or a city or country that doesn't get the shine? So just anything that's underrated that comes to mind. Underrated, Um, underrated. Um, So maybe, I mean, unless you don't want to give that away because... uh, No, no, I I mean, underrated, I I would say... Yeah, you know, the the subtle... I think a lot of the subtlety of beer is lost and it's underrated. Um, you know, right now everything is just smashing the face. It's smashing. How much yeah. hops can we fit in this yeah, kettle yeah. and still make a little bit of money? You right, know, yeah. that's that's where the industry is heading. And um, what's underrated is the, like an English style, beer like an English style beer, yeah. and, or a session beer, or a lower ABV beer. You yeah. know, people tend to well. We're asking a lot for the product, so people want to get a little more bang for their buck, if you will. So sure. they're looking to, you know, get a little more alcohol from their dollar. But at the same time, like I love drinking beer, I love hanging out, I love talking to friends, and I love the I love the whole idea of my my local pub mm-hmm. and going there. So to have a session beer, I mean, that, those are underrated, and and I've tried I've tried to make them, but they're just they're such a hard sell. Yeah, yeah. Particularly, true. I feel like yeah, with the brand that you've built, maybe somewhat accidentally. Yeah, like this is what people want from right, you, yeah. and yeah, double everything. I feel like they'd try it, but I feel like people would be like, "That's really well made," but I just kind of want this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then that. you know, and everything has become this like you know untapped uh, yeah, 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 culture yeah. where everyone's getting on, on and rating these things, and you'll oh, see like any type of like low ABV never gets the props it, that the big yeah. Yeah, guys, and it's yeah, you know, yeah. and you want to have full of beer nerds, right? Like, yeah, you want to have good rates. I mean, I, I care. I want to have good rates. I really love the. I love like the app Untapped. Is uh, it a new version? They totally changed it. Um, in what way? Like it's. I will log into this right now. Yep. It's crazy. They like they boosted up. Like you can make ratings like per like point two five. Oh, oh, you really? Can check okay. into how you drank it. A can, draft, bottle. Oh, oh, neat. Oh, I, um, I guess I have to update it. Yeah, I must yeah, have yeah it's totally yeah. worth it. Like it actually is crazy. I was using it yesterday. I'm like damn, like it's more intense. You can so. even put flavor profiles. Things, oh, cool. Like notes and stuff like that. I think this is definitely for the um, like the beer nerds, uh, of course, uh, all over this. So. Yeah. They, um, you know, no wonder those ones don't get the props that they sort of right, deserve. Yeah. Um, so, like, it's crazy with like, the rating. Well, yeah, you it's can a put little it. slow. 
There you go, that's Gandalf 5, serving no, no, style. No, no. We'll go can. Oh, no, yeah, look at that. Right. That's awesome, yeah. Can you say in Growler. the brewery with the brewmaster? Yeah. <laughs> I probably should. I'll put the, put the photo. I'll add the photo to it. But, yeah, it's so much more intense now. Oh, that's um, great. Which is really cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so you're right. It's harder to do that. Do you like that? Do you, where do you guys stand on an app like that? I like it. I like uh, Untapped. Um, I think it's cool. Scott doesn't use it. I use it because we have a social media business. I'm a uh-huh. bit of a nerd, and I'm OCD as crap about documenting the... Uh, the beers and stuff right. but I find it cool I, I don't cruise it and like hey cheers cheers like do that type of stuff yeah you don't interact with other people not so much but people do it like interact with me all the time like as in like I keep getting notifications hey someone like cheers your beer or whatever I'm yeah. like fine cool like I, yeah. I, I don't really see the point in it but because I go to Instagram for that because I want to see the photos of what people sure. are drinking yeah. particularly uh, when it's um, you know the American folks who are drinking the more fun stuff that I can't get hold of it just makes me jealous yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> um, but I like it I don't know you yeah, I, I'm, yeah I'm, as an owner it's great because you get to see real time feedback real time right? feedback yeah. and not with only where, with the rating system where they're drinking it now where oh, where they're drinking it because then, then you can identify like because you know it's you can have a bad keg out of a batch. You know, you can have a keg that's our kegs are some of them are old. They can be dirty or something, or the or draft, draft, draft lines, lines are dirty. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So you can kind of identify. You can say, oh, you know, everyone that's checking in from here, you know, isn't liking it as much as yeah, people are drinking from, from over here. here. Right. Or you know, I'm always like, oh, this jerk. Let me see what makes this guy tick. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he, oh, oh he he loves this Yeah, because yeah, yeah, like right. I love, I love. Um, they get on there like, oh, I hate IPAs. Yeah. Like two stars. Well, then why are you even drinking it? Or why are you even rating it? If you hate it, yeah, you know, like, come on. I hate those people because we're like people who are like, we're very, very conscious of not bashing. If we don't like it, I'm not really going to talk about it. So if we don't talk about you, that's more of an indication that we're not into it. Sure. Because I understand there's people like, you put your money up, you built this business. Why are we going to shit on someone who's built their business? Now, like, I understand if there's little politics and other small things, but we're not privy to all that mostly. It's more just like, do we like the beer or not? Right. And maybe they just mess this one up and you yeah. want to give them a chance. And taste is subjective, right? That's Super that subjective. Well. So yeah. I was like, I'll rate them like that, but I'm not going to write this, oh, this was fucking trash or whatever. Yeah. I'm not really going and doing that, but I'm just sort of so conscious of that. And I find that most craft beer folks are. So I, or they're just like, the dudes like that are like the Reddit trolls who come in, they uh, just shit on sure. our videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. yeah like, yeah, okay, yeah. cool. And we're not going to please those people. You're not going to please right. them. So we just let them have their Yeah, I had an interest. I have an interesting feeling about uh, about Untapped because I love it as a resource as I said yeah. for all those reasons and I use it all the time I'm on it all the time looking at what people are saying about yeah. my beer and we've, we've done quite well they put out the top uh, their top 20 highest rated breweries in the in the world yeah. I think and we were we were in the really? wow. yeah. amazing that's, that's so really we, have, amazing. We, we, we get really great ratings on Untapped I'm not surprised, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and we get a lot of them. So so they go. So they're always calling me. You know, right. and I understand they have Untap to call you. Yes, oh, they, to advertise. Un, yeah, they have to make a business, right? No, I get it. I get it. I get that. But from my perspective, what I love about it is that I'm not asking anyone to get on Untapped. No, the oh, consumers yeah, they're doing it on their, own will, like, on their yeah. own will. I'm not controlling it in any way. And so they keep coming to me like, hey, advertise, we can get put, you know, do, we'll do this, we'll do that. And I'm like, well, I don't know if I really want to because I don't want to screw with that whole, I like that whole dynamic where yeah. it's like people are doing it on their own will and I don't have any part of it. Yeah. And I think that I'm going to get much more realistic mm-hmm. feedback. Feedback. Yeah. I mean, 100%. I get they have to make a business, so I don't, 
I'm kind of caught. They're expanded lately. Like they've, they've updated this app. Yeah. They're, they're doing a bunch of other things. I think that seem like they're uh, not messing around. Right. Like they're stepping up. There's all the the, the uh, what are they doing? You can like pick a venue. You can be like notify me if they get a new beer right. or you they, can say yeah. Because they don't they don't do advertisements, right? So how are they generating revenue? I think they just well, previously like probably not. Yeah, maybe yeah. I, I don't know how they did in the past. Maybe they only just did it recently. And I noticed it maybe in the last year or so they started having those little. Uh, like suggested venues sure they, yeah like it's subtle it's somewhat but it's not like user generated issue that looks like an advertisement like yeah so i think that's how they they did it now they're starting to realize like, like it's time to do it. To they, they became yet. the because there was a whole bunch of other like checking outs i had a friend tried to get that brewski meal it was called uh, yeah, a similar one yeah. Pippi tried to make me use it and I was like oh, this wasn't interesting then I heard about Unsav I just kept using it he got mad at me because he was like when are you using this one I'm like well, I don't know like everyone's on this one yeah. so uh, yeah. they, they just owned the space right yeah, Beer Advocate kind of slept on that they missed yeah, that they should have been, been all over that they should have been all over that yeah it's a whole other uh, thing but it's very, it's very interesting culture and I, like you said it's, it's self uh you, you can't force that. You can't make these people right. do it. And it's by nature, like, I use it because I'm a nerd. I want to let people know that I'm drinking this. Even the ones I was drinking last night, people were like, oh, my God, dude, you're going crazy because yeah. we had a whole bunch of, like, samples and stuff. And then, so I think it's sort of like a, just share that people, you know, it starts conversations. Yeah. People comment, like, oh, man, where'd you get that? How was that? Stuff like that. And, you know, other beer nerds appreciate that because we want to sort of show, oh, yeah, man, I had to go to the brewery in Vermont. You should definitely come down. And sort of, like it's advertising. At the end yeah. of the day, every time someone checks into this. Sure. And, you know, or takes a picture of the line on Instagram. I think Instagram's better than Untapped. Yeah. It, Untapped is more uh, clearly um, beer, niche, beer focused, beer of focused, course. Yeah. Like there's nobody, there's nothing else. But the, the Instagram beer communities, at least the people I follow, this, like, they're insane. And then the beer mail they send each other, like it's I'm so jealous all the time. I often see second fiddle in that as well. Yeah. So and there's there's totally like you know, a bunch of people like buying up a couple of cases to, sure. to trade and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. It's worth its weight in gold, you know. Well, and then I well, I get guys over in New York selling it for like ten dollars a can. Right. Like, yeah. that, that, that gets me. You know, I I made my money. I'm okay, but I don't like. Again, it's all about how the beer is being handled and being stored. And yeah. when it ends up at a bar in a state that I'm not distributed in, yeah, you're like, you're like uh, and and I know, you know, I'll, I I've picked up on that a few times. Like a guy comes, he's like, I'll take ten cases. Yeah, you're, you're like, like where are we going? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know. So they have to have a license to distribute it, like, or have uh, through you have to you have or to have a wholesale account. Y- we you have to it has to go through a distributor. Because so I you can't I, sell directly to a I can store. sell directly to a store to a I can sell through a store through my distributor I can't sell directly to uh, like, to another store yeah, yeah huh. to like a bar that's just the laws yeah it's okay. a three tier system huh interesting okay that's kind of shady yeah all right interesting and last question was best beer you ever drank in your life uh, the best beer I ever drank in my life which is probably situational more than actually what the beer was yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say the best beer I ever drank in my life was the first uh, IPA that came off the line of my own brewery. I worked really hard. That's a great answer. I worked did really it blow hard. Away? Did you just look at it and like this is? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. It had nothing to do with the beer. It was yeah. all everything else that went it. into it. Yeah, fruits and uh, really. Yeah, it was yeah. A, a lifetime of uh, of hard work. Yeah, and dedication. So that's awesome, man. Dude, I think, uh, whoa. Well, that's good. That's good. 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 Well, it's over that's now right. if it wasn't before. That's it. Yeah. Um, Matt, really appreciate your time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was such a good chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, really yeah. appreciate it. Where can, uh, so much, man. where can everybody find you online? So it's fiddleheadbrewing.com, I believe. Fiddleheadbrewing.com. We're, we're, uh, 
as I said, first five years, we were just trying to get our feet under us, making, making as much beer as possible, but we're re-evaluating uh, everything that we've done here in the business, and we're going to be relaunching our web pages in the next few months. Fantastic. Uh, we're going to have a lot more larger presence on social media. Beautiful. Where can and, we find you? That, uh, we can find us at Fiddlehead Brewing. Or Brew or something. I don't know. It? You'll find it. Look yeah. it up. Look it up. If you're that interested, you'll yeah. find it. <laughs> and... Um, Look out, keep an eye out for those uh, specialty products, as I mentioned. And when you come to Vermont, look us up, come yep. stop by. There's a lot of other great breweries uh, within uh, a few hours' drive of here. So you, yes, can, so you can hit them all in Vermont. You can really hit them all in one day if you yeah. wanted to. Yeah. Uh, big, big day. You might need to drive them. Yeah. Might need a DD, but, uh, I, would take, I would take a couple days to do it. But yeah, uh, yeah. for sure, we really appreciate all the, uh, all the support. It's been outstanding and you know to, the ability to launch a beer and to raise money you know to, for for charity and to do all those things uh it's it really it's is a cool. testament to to the the amount of excitement that people have around the brand so that's it man and uh you know congrats again it's uh this is pretty sick it must be crazy to look around and like god damn it it's, uh we built this <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it is uh yeah it's sick it's fun can't wait to go yeah. see it so we're gonna go check out the brewery okay uh, make sure you review the episode rate it on itunes subscribe uh follow us on social media at bos podcast and uh youtube as well subscribe and give us a like and a thumbs up but this part probably won't be in the youtube video anyway seeing as the camera's off okay oh, so, right. oh that's oh, fine back on. Right, well, there we go that's it guys, you guys Cheers, guys.